across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Excuse me, peacocking for just a moment, but, 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 we're going to try something completely different tonight, um, and something completely new. I'm going to be flying blind. I've got loads to talk about, though. I'll tell you what, after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, dear listener. Good evening, dear listener. The phone lines, my faders are closed for the moment, but I'm going to explain what's going to happen, and then we are going to dive in, okay? Normally, when I do a radio show, I have an array of screens in front of me, and I turn that one off. I don't know how you turn this one um, off. I don't know how you turn this one off. So, Oh, no, there we go. It's off. Right, so all the screens are off. I'd have a, a, a computer with... Uh, tweets and emails and the internet and YouTube and stuff and my music and I'd have a screen in front of me that would um, be called a system called Phonebox geeky for 20 seconds Um, it's the system that when you phone up I can see numbers flash up on the screen I can see names flash up on the screen Kath answers the call, calls you back and when you've been called back and you're ready to go on your name I think flashes green And I can touch the screen and put you into one of two lines I have that are tied to two faders I have on my desk. And also within Phonebox, I can see tweets, I can see texts, and I can see emails. Well, tonight, 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 we are flying blind. I've got all my screens off. My computer isn't out. We are not periscoping the show this evening. Um, And Phonebox is off. So I do not know if and when people are calling in. I can't see any texts, I can't see any emails, and, and I certainly can't see any tweets. Now, why is that relevant? Well, it means I don't know who's calling in, if indeed anyone is calling in. I will have the two uh, phone faders open. I'll open them in about 60 seconds. And Catherine will be in charge of who she puts through and when she puts them through and when people get cut off. I won't ca- cut anyone off, unless, of course, we have a, a swear or a libel and, a, you know, responsible presenter mode has to kick in. Um, so I won't be cutting anybody off, but Catherine will be in charge. And um, I, and why it's significant to me, I was thinking about this today, knowing we were going to do this, why it's um, significant for me and the way I do, just in my seat, the way I do the show, is because seeing when people are phoning in and seeing when we have lots of calls lined up and when we have no calls lined up um, kind of sets the pace of my performance. So if um, we have no calls lined up, I will steal myself to do, you know, a a longer monologue and I will kind of uh, um, choose a story or pick something in my brain I can talk about for a bit that I think might entice people to call in. And when we have lots of calls lined up, you know, sometimes you get four, five, six calls lined up all at once on the screen. I um, I kind of cut down on the monologues and cut down on the stuff and, and, and go through the calls. So it, the performance will be a little bit different. Um, Catherine will call you back. Lots of you are wondering if it was straight to air. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, for you, it's kind of similar rules apply. In that you phone 0344 499 1000, 0344 499 1000, you phone, you'll speak to Catherine, she'll take your name and number and she may or may not call you back. I will have a brief, I will have a very vague idea of if people are calling in because I can see Catherine through the screen and I can see when she's answering the phone and I can see that so far she's not answering the phone and that's absolutely fine. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to open uh, the fader for line one. And the fader for line two. 
Um, so Catherine can put calls straight through. Um, so it's kind of up to you then, if you're a caller, to sort of chip in. Sometimes I know that I'll know there's someone there because it's a bad line or you'll be somewhere noisy and, uh, and stuff. And I'll probably, if I'm being completely honest, I'll hear a little click um, as they, uh, uh, as you get put on air. But um, other than that, you just start talking whenever you want and you can talk about what I'm talking about. You can talk about what you want to talk about. You can come on and make silly noises. It's really up to you. Uh, this is an experiment. There's two, and I was thinking there's two reasons, two possible reasons as to why no one has ever done this before. Number one, because it's a terrible idea. I don't buy that. I think the second reason is more compelling. It's a brilliant idea that no one's ever had before. That's the one that I think is more compelling. It will be better if you call in, but um, it, I can still make it work if you don't call in. Ready to play? Good. The faders are open. You can chip in any moment you want. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I've got loads to talk about. And, um... The thing that I was, the thing that's been on my mind all afternoon to talk to you about is an incident that I had in the park today with a woman. Not steady, come on. But, um, literally 20 minutes before I came on air, something else happened that I, 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 it, if this show is based on honesty, it would be remiss of me, I think, not to talk about it. Because, um, because, um, well, it's not an understatement. No, hang on. It's not an overstatement to say that it really upset me. It really upset me. And it was kind of small. And it was, I, I guess, in the great scheme of things kind of of trivial but i i found it really disappointing and i did the thing both the stories actually the woman in the park and with this thing i did the thing which is this great line from this this america american uh self-help guru brene brown choose discomfort over resentment and it's a brilliant bit of advice and ever since i've heard it i, I really try and adhere to it choose discomfort over resentment now what that means is um, if someone does something to annoy me or is rude or is, um, uh, uh, hurtful or is horrendous or has let me down or has stolen some, or has done something, um, that has, that has had an Im- a negative impact on me, uh, my usual, um, pattern of behavior, and I think this is quite common, is to, um, sit on it. And to allow it to grow into a resentment. And I might talk about that person with my mates and I might say, God, Steve's a, Steve's a real dick. Steve, Steve did this thing at work the other day and it really annoyed me. He said something, he said something in the office and it, I found it embarrassing and humiliating. It really annoyed me. And I'll, I might whinge about it to some friends and I might treat Steve a little bit differently and I might, you know, um, to be lying in bed and thinking, God, Steve, why was Steve such a dick? Oh, God, I hate him. I wish I'd said this to him. And, and, and it confessed to for, for weeks or months or years sometimes. I'm one of those people where the resentments fester for years. Um, and it can be really unhealthy. And this, this thing, choose discomfort over resentment. The discomfort is going up to Steve and saying, Steve, um, uh, 
can I just have a quick word with you? Um, yesterday, in the office, you um, said, and I know you were joking, but you said something in front of the people that I work with. I just, I just want you to know that um, it left me feeling a little bit embarrassed, and I, I don't want to feel embarrassed in my place of work. And it's uncomfortable to do that, to go up to someone and say, and you do it privately, and you do it subtly, and you you, you, you do it, you know, you say, can I just have, you've got five minutes, can, I, can we just go out and have a quick word? You do it, you know, you you, you don't do it to grandstand, you don't do it, it's awful knocking on someone's um, door, an office door, and saying, can I just come in for five minutes? I just feel, I, I want to have a quick word about what happened yesterday. It's, a, it's, it's so uncomfortable to do that, but here's the thing that I've found by doing it is it's uncomfortable for the build-up of going to talk to that person. It's uncomfortable for the period that you're talking to that person. But then afterwards, afterwards, there is, um... Well, there's a release. There's a release. The uncomfortableness goes... It lingers a bit, but it goes... And the resentment has gone because you've said your piece. Now, Steve, the other person, um, can respond in a myriad of ways. More often than not, the other person will go, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It was a joke, and I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings." That happens quite often. Sometimes the person will go, "Oh, man up, Jesus! What's your problem? It was just a throwaway comment. You know, deal with it." And then you have to decide whether you want to continue the conversation or whether you go, okay, that's fine, but I just wanted to say my piece. And then you walk out and you're going to carry another resentment. Um, The trick is not to be aggressive. The trick I've found is not to be aggressive, not to be too confront, not to be confrontational. I mean, it's a confrontation, but in in a um, well, in an aggressive manner, um, and to not expect. to allow the other person to react in the way they react. That's their thing, man. How they react. Because they might be embarrassed by you saying it. It's why you want to go and do it in private. They might be ashamed. They might get angry. They might think it's funny. They might be mortified <clears throat> that they've done something. that they're Mortified. Um, and I found more often than not, people go, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind and try and... And you just go, brilliant. Thank you very much. I appreciate us having a, a bit of a chat and it works it works because if you do that the same day the next day the next week the, the resentment just disappears because the resentment is you not talking to them is you not having your say by having your say the resentment goes so before the show tonight i and i'm 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 um no, well, let's see how let's see how open and honest we can be about this. Yes, I'm, the reason I'm hesitating is because some of it was conducted in a private conversation, so I should be mindful of that. But I won't read the private conversation verbatim. Um, but 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 I tweeted as I do, and I have a, you know I have a confusing relationship with Twitter. I'm working it out. If uh, Twitter and I should enter marriage guidance and and realise that perhaps we should split, I don't know. But I have a confusing relationship. But at the moment, I'm doing all right with it, and I've been off Twitter all day. So the thing that happened to me in the park, I was going to tweet it, and instead I phoned up Kath. I said, Kath, you're never going to play. And I'm telling you because I don't want to tweet it. Um, so I tweeted um, about the show tonight. By the way, you can call in oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I tweeted about the show. Tonight, saying I'm flying blind, um, 
the well i've got no screens no text no yeah you know this is what this is gonna happen could be fun and uh i did it because it's um a good way to advertise the show it's a good way to set the theme for the show maybe people have got bits and pieces they've got planned they want to do and they can see if it fits in so i did that and then another um uh presenter a radio presenter um works at bbc london a guy called duncan barks really good presenter uh really good um, I think he, I think he, well, I, I know he did the same slot as me at BBC London 10 to 1. I'm assuming he still does. I don't know, because I'm, I'm unaware of what goes on in these slots now, because I'm doing this. And he retweeted my thing, my, my thing, this is what's on tonight's show, with the word yawn. Now, it's a minor thing, right? It's a minor thing. Here's where it gets confusing. I thought me and Duncan were mates. I, I, I genuinely thought me and Duncan were mates. I thought we were mates. Not like best friends, but um, I, I remember about two years ago when he was thinking of leaving LBC and going to BBC, he phoned me up because I, I, I was at the BBC. And he said, what's it like? What do you get paid? What freedom have you got? And I told him all this. I confessed. I told him what I got paid. And I said, it's no, nowhere near as much as you get commercial. And it depends who your boss is as to how much freedom you've got. And, but I'm really enjoying it and I'm having a great time. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm here. Um, and we've had a, f- we've had a few fun calls. A, a, a couple of months ago, I did, um, a little rant about the people that were having a dig at Brendan Cox. And he sent me an email saying, don't really get to listen to the show, but I heard your your bit on Brendan Cox and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. More power to your elbow. Something like that. So, oh, all right. Nice one, Duncan. Thank you, mate. I hope everything's going well with you. And that's, and that's our relationship. That's, that's our relationship. Um, so this yawn, it, I, it's like, oh. And I thought, and I, I looked at it and I looked at it from as many different angles. And I thought, is it a joke? Is it, uh, a, 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 is it, is it, bants that i'm missing is it no and i decided it was it was mean it was mean so um i tweeted something like duncan we i don't understand mate i thought we were friends what have you done that for i mean, I tweeted, did a couple of, i can't remember what i said in there um and i then i noticed as well that he wasn't following me so to and i don't follow it but so for him to have found that he must have gone looking. And here's the thing. We've had, I've had two kind of runnings, run-ins with him before. Um, one, because me and Kath were writing blogs about, you know, how, how to do radio. Are we arrogantly and, and, and sort of ironically called it how to do radio? And he tweeted a little dig at that. And then when I had my nervous breakdown after losing my job at the BBC, he tweeted something like, it wasn't pull your socks up, it was get over it or something. I'd had a nervous breakdown. Um, and he tweeted something like, get over it. And on one of those occasions, I don't remember which, I think it was the blog, we had a bit of an exchange. And I was being really nice. I said, Duncan, this is crazy. What are you doing? I mean, and, and, and then the next day, he texted me. We got, got each other's phone numbers. He texted me. He said, um, oh, sorry, I just thought we could have a little bit of... Uh, Banter, you know, you, you get radio hosts doing a little bit of rivalry, a little bit of faux rivalry. So I think, you know, and I didn't believe it, but I thought, well, okay, okay, I'll, I'll let that one. It's like, 
So, um, 0344-499-1000, by the way. So, um, tonight, when I had exchanged a couple of texts, and I sat there, and I was, I was, I was really upset, and I was a mixture of anger and disappointment. And I said to Kath, I'm, I'm really angry, but I'm also really disappointed. I texted my friend Scott, because Scott's very, very sensitive. I said, Scott, what do you make? I'm really disappointed, and I'm, I'm furious as well at the same time. It's, it's we, too, too much. 20 minutes before we go on air, I, I don't really want. And I realised a resentment was building. The, 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 the beautiful combination of fury and hurt, disappointment, upset, sadness, sadness... Combined, that equals a, a delicious resentment. And I could just see this growing and growing, and I thought, no, choose discomfort over res- resentment. So I texted him. I texted him, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Um, and he replied um, that I should stop the peacocking. And by that, he meant... I should stop going on Twitter and shouting about what I'm doing. And he said, you're brilliant and you'll be fab and all of this stuff. But yeah. And I replied, Duncan, um, I'm on, I mean, we're a year old, but we're still a pretty new station that does no advertising whatsoever. Also, we're commercial where figures really count. I didn't say this, but BBC, we never got to see our rage, our figures for the first year until I kept demanding them. The BBC doesn't matter what the figures are. Commercial, it does, you know. Commercial. And I said, it's not peacocking. I'm using Twitter to flag up what's on my show because every day, every day I've got to drum up business. Got to drum up business. I said, you don't even follow me. So you looked for that. Uh, his reply was something of the lines of, um, you should get off Twitter, love. It's not for you. Here's some advice. And when people say, here's some advice, <laughs> here's, here's some advice. No, no, no. You should, I've learned a really nice little thing. You should say, do you mind if I give you some advice? Because then they can go, actually, I'd rather not. It's just, it's just mannered. Do you, uh, do you mind if I give you, do you mind if I share some advice with you? Um, no, thanks. Okay. Okay. You can do that. Here's some advice. Get off Twitter, love. It's not for you. And you don't follow me, emoticon. Um, And I was reading it, and I was just getting really angry and upset. And I just said, Duncan, in a business that is full of SH1T people, I thought we were mates. And I, I'm I'm so disappointed. Because that tweet was a dig. I'm detecting a tone in these texts. And I'm just saddened by it. Saddened. There's the word. Saddened by it. Um, and I felt I'd had my say. So I did. And I'm going to, I was going to say this is childish. It isn't childish, actually. I think this is important. Barriers. You can tell I've been in therapy and I've been in therapy with Americans. The Americans do the best therapy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to put up barriers. Um, so I sent that text. And I, I thought about it for a minute. I thought, right, I, I don't wish to engage anymore. So I blocked his telephone number. Now, I don't know if he sends me a text. I don't know if he knows that it's blocked. I don't know what the, I don't know what the thing is. So I blocked his number and Cass said, oh, you should block him on Twitter as well if he's upset you. And I was thinking, well, no, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I will actually. And I did. And I did. And, um, never met the bloke. We've only chatted on email and on phone 
twice. Text a few times. I respect him as a broadcaster. I think he's, I think he's a good broadcaster. I think his obsession with doing shows from black cabs is a little bit, you know, but I respect him as a broadcaster. I think he's a good broadcaster. I've listened to him on LBC. I've listened to him on play. I've listened to him on, I've listened to him. Um, Why am I sharing this? I don't, I, I'm sharing it because I felt I had to, because it was so, um, it was so something before the show. And now that I've, I've, I've had the response, you know, we've, we've engaged and I've, I've now put up a barrier. I've chosen discomfort over resentment. The resentment has gone. The, the resentment hasn't had time to grow. The discomfort has passed. He may send an email. He's got my email address. Maybe that will be, um, the next thing um maybe he won't be bothered maybe he's forgotten about it already i don't know um but it just goes to show i think that you just we don't know people do we i don't know people i don't i don't have many friends in this industry and um it looks like i'm 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 one less as of this evening um and I'm just a little bit disappointed by that. I'm just a little bit... Sadness. I'm struggling for the right words. It's sadness more than disappointment, actually. I'm saddened um, by that turn of events. And, um, yeah, just leaves me a little bit hollow. Um, so that's that. So that's where my head is at. I'll tell you the thing that happened in the park a little bit later on. Um, and you're not calling in, which is absolutely wonderful because it makes my job all the more exciting. Got a blank screen in front of me. The phone faders are up. If you phone up, if you do decide to phone up, um, then you'll speak to Kath. She will give you a call back and she will put you through on air. If you don't, I'll just keep talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So the faders are open. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. The screens are off. I can't see who's calling. If any, I can see at least two people have phoned in. Um, Catherine will take your number. We'll call you back, and she will decide who goes on what. I can hear someone. Hello, Ian. Hello, who's that? It's Craig here. Hello, Craig. There. Good evening to you. This is exciting. This is exciting. I think we might have found the future. Yeah, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. You sound uh, up for it. Um, I am up for it. Let me just explain. If anyone's just tuned in, all my screens are off. The two phone faders are open. I don't know who's calling in. I don't know what order they're coming on. And I can't cut people off. That's down to Catherine Boyle, guys. So be nice to her on Twitter. Don't patronise her. Otherwise, you'll get short shrift. Uh. It's funny. When we watch you on pa- when I watch you on Periscope. You touch yourself. No. Because oh. we're so used to people, presenters looking into the camera. Yes. When you're, like, typing on your screen and talking, obviously, you're as because you've got your headphones on, you're as, as where as any other time. But because it's, like, falls when people look at you through the camera, yeah. it's like you're not... It's, it almost looks as if you're, like, doing something else, you know, not really listening. Oh, um, well, so, uh, there, there are some callers I switch off a little bit. It's funny how staring <laughs> Alan Caddick, at anybody. It's funny how staring at the camera makes it... You know, someone invented that, didn't they, when they invented telly? Yeah. 
they, I think they didn't look at the camera straight away. Well, hang on a minute. I, I, <laughs> well, I think they must have done. Well, hang on a minute, because they, they had films before ca- before TV. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, that would have been, yeah. But, you, you know, know you know how they know which camera to look at, don't you? With the red light There's on. A, most of them, video. most of them have a red light on, and if the red lights break, which they do quite often, you'll have a, someone who will point at the, the thing. Worst comes to worst, you'll have someone in your ear going, camera two, camera two, two! And then you like look at it. The, the original, like, Victorian photographs, they never smiled, did they? Someone invented smiling. Well, they had to, um... They had to stand there for like two hours or something, didn't they? To get the and didn't they have for the really early photographs? You would get your head locked in a brace, yeah. yeah. So you would hold the position, so you couldn't. If the picture takes two hours to take, you can't smile, can you? Yeah, it's funny how all these we accept them now, and anything that we don't see like that is unnatural. Here we go. Here's a question: Who come up? Who come up with cheese? Say cheese. Yeah. Who came up with saying cheese? Because cheese, and it's because it's you go cheese. You kind of it makes a smile. But who came up with get, right? Everybody say cheese. Because if it wasn't the cheese marketing board, then they miss. Imagine if it was the cheese marketing board came up with that. It's uh, it's like the opposite. Because I always well, I was always surprised that shredded wheat didn't sue compasses. Because that's how we learn the cu- the yeah. things that never eat shredded wheat. Well, well, Nabisco, I believe it's Nabisco that makes shredded wheat, would have had a great case for suing um, compasses. Yeah, it's funny what becomes the norm. Yeah. I, I watched, after you uh, were going on about Get Out, I watched it yesterday. I watched it today. Yeah. Love, brilliant film. I love that type of film. It's a great film, isn't it? No spoilers, obviously. No spoilers, guys. I, we respect the no spoilers. I, I got a hooky cam version, though, so when the jelly laughed, the uh, audience laughed out loud. <laughs> that surprised me. Hang on a second. Who's that? Is there someone else there? Yeah, it's me, Ian. How you doing, mate? All right. Yeah, who's that? Not had a television for years. Not, well, 12 years now. Oh. It's Mark in Bletchley Towers. Oh, hello, Mark. You're right. Yeah, not so bad, mate. Not so hello, bad. Mark. How you doing? All right. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I've not had a TV for ages, so... Uh, uh, when did you get rid of your TV, and for what reason? Oh, it's a... I'm one of these people... My dad used to work for the Beeb and Thames, and... Uh, what did he as, do? As a child, I used to go... Mark, Mark, what did your dad... What did your old man do? He was actually on rigger driving, um, oh. on BBC Radio and TV, oh. and then later on, he ended up working at the bill set. I, know, he would have... He would have... He would have known my dad. Would he? Yeah, because my dad worked at the BBC on props. Oh, right. And right. Uh, then he left under a cloud. I think he got found nicking too many things. And he ended up on the bill as well. Oh, right, at the set. Yeah, the yeah. Set. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he would have seen my old man. Isn't that funny? Been. Yeah, well, the old man passed away in uh, 2012. But, uh, yeah, he, he jumped ship in the 70s from the Beeb. He did 22 years yeah. from... Uh, Working at the uh, OB base up at um, Acton, West okay. Acton. Yeah, yeah. And then he ended up. Well, he did. He, wor- he worked at Ballum, the Weir Road uh, base, and yeah. then he went to Acton, and then uh, and then he jumped ship to Thames TV oh. and worked at. Is it ha- Hamworth? Hansworth? I can never. I don't know where yeah, Thames the, was the, based. The Thames base over there, sort of thing. Yeah, tell you what, I miss on TV, and you said because you used to have one on Thames sometimes, and you get them on regional um, things. The fella that would sit, the announcer, but you'd see the announcer. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Coming well, up. The, con- the continuity announcer. Yeah. Coming yeah, up later on this evening, we will be showing you a document. And the person will be sat there behind a little desk wearing a suit. 
Yeah, or a nice tie like Tom Edwards. Yeah, yeah. He could be on, uh, on the Caroline and uh, Radio... Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Hello, it's Dana. Hello, Dana. Hello, everyone. Hip, hip, hip. Hello, Dana. Hello. This is me and Mark I'm... having a chinwag about old TV. Hi. <laughs> hi, hi, Mark. Hi, Ian. How are you all? Everyone good? Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, just tuning in round the band and uh, there's Ian. Yes. Yes. I worked at the BBC a long time ago. Oh, yeah, what did you do, what did you do at the BBC? This is a, a, a I, reunion. I was, I was in post-production. Oh. I booked um, editing machines and editors and stuff like that. The editor um, uh, is, a, is a very strange beast, because all an editor does... Well, say all, I don't mean to demean their work. That's kind of where films and documentaries and TV programmes get made. But all the editor does is sit in a really tiny... Um, generally quite dark room for about 15 hours a day and looks at, you know, two massive screens and edits. And yeah. uh, I, I've always thought, and I've spent a bit of time in editing rooms, but I would go in for an hour, I'd come out. I've always felt the editor was kind of like the um, the mole um, of uh, TV production. Bit of a hermit kind of yeah kind very of much so and they're very it's a it's an incredibly skilled thing that's where movies get made a, mm. a, a movie can be, be a great movie or a poor movie in the editing yeah and it's, it's even though the director has the ideas it's, it's the editor who yep. puts it all together yeah 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 definitely um, definitely but, that, that, but no. that's why i like I, I always try and give credit to people behind the scenes i always have done because i used to sit in the scanner you know the mobile control room yeah yeah. From, a, from the age of three up until about 15, with, when I used to go to work with Dad on the, on the Beeb and the uh, Thames days sort yeah. of thing. So uh, that's why I, I like, like the stuff uh, in radio and TV, you know. Appreciate uh, the producers. The, uh, you know, I don't the like phone. this thing they've got now, and I don't watch much TV, but they do this thing now, and they, it certainly happens on Netflix, but they do it on, on the BBC and ITV as well, where when the credits come up, the picture, no. the picture shrinks to the corner yeah. of the thing, and then it will Hate say, it. "Coming up next, we've got East End," yeah. and you, and so no one can see the names now. Right? Okay, most people don't watch the names, but for for a lot of the people, that's their moment, that's their recognition, yeah. that's their. See, I told you I worked on that, and they they're denied even that. I think that's awful. I sit there all the way through. It's like when I, when I go and see a film, I sit there right to the end. And it's not just because these days it's a bit of a trendy thing to have yep. scenes and hidden sequences in the credits. And usually I'm the only person left in the cinema watching them. But I want to see. I like to see the names and I like to spot the names. And, and like you say, without these people... You wouldn't have all these wonderful TV programs and films. They, they no. turn now quite often. Like quite it. often I leave because I've got the boys, but I, I do like to stick around. But quite often they'll turn the lights on as soon as the credits come yeah. up in the pictures. No, the lights come up. That's part of the film. Like when I was in South Africa last year, um, I, I would go and see because the, the, the pound and the rand is terrible at the moment, or it still is. So I could see a brand new first-run film yes. for two quid hey. when you consider how expensive it is here. So I would spend like a whole day and see maybe four or five films yeah. in an entire day. The cinema I went to, lovely cinema, they cut the credits. I complained so many times. Suddenly, you know, once you've had Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks, the main stars, they cut the credits. I sat there fuming every time. Because I'm a bit of a sadder. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not quite old enough to remember this, 
But, um, uh, uh, what they used to do, probably when I was a kid, it was still going. I, I mean, I remember the inter- the intermission, the interval, where yeah. they would just stop oh, the yeah, film. Yeah. Just randomly in the middle of the film, and the lights yeah. would come up, and the ice cream, the ice lady, cream lady would come lady up. Come down. But what they used to do in cinemas, um, and I think people that were a little bit older than me, so late 40s, would have, would have, uh, have seen this. Is that's me, that, that's me. Well, they didn't, you, you, you could go in, you could buy a ticket for, for like a film that started at three o'clock, but people would buy the ticket and they'd go in at four o'clock. So yeah, they'd miss the first hour of the film. They call it the afternoon matinee. Yeah, 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 but they'd miss the first hour of the film. So yeah. what they do is the film would finish, lights would come up, people would go, people would come in, but then you'd sit there and, and the film would run again. That's it. You'd and then they'd watch the first again. hour, and when you yeah. when you recognise the bit that you, you came in on, you, you'd go. I did that a few times, I remember that. And I also, I remember the smoking side was on the left and the non-smoking was on the right. And even though I was, I, was a, I was a kid, I didn't smoke then, yeah. but I don't smoke now. But, but no, no, oh no, I find the whole thing, the whole process, even now, and even though I don't work in it, I still love it and still find it fascinating. Mark, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. I've got there. no idea who's coming or going. What, did, did we get Sorry, to your Mark. point, Mark? Oh, uh, why I don't have a TV. Oh yeah, that was, that was it, I do remember Yeah, that's where I started. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, it's because I'm like my, like my dad was. He couldn't watch a film, uh, uh, a doc. He could watch a documentary or so, yeah. or a sporting event, but he couldn't actually uh, watch a film because he'd always be seeing what was going on. Boom yeah. operators, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I was the same. And it it takes it's weird to to actually admit it, but I I just couldn't sit there and watch something because. I know in the past, over the years, I've, I've been behind the camera and I've seen what goes on. So I inherited that. So I sort of got rid of the television years ago. I'm mainly a radio man, as you probably know from the years ago. Mark, coolest thing you saw when you were at uh, uh, your dad's work? Um, various people over the years. Um, uh, pop star, various pop stars in the 60s. Tommy Steele. Hey. He's one of the nicest guys. Yeah, I bet. I, I met bet. him as about a six-year-old. Um, going to school holidays, he was rigging in a theatre, and Tommy Steele and his, and the dancers were doing a, a sort of um, uh, rehearsals. Yeah. And I sat there, and he came up to me, he says, my name's Tommy. And I said, my name's Mark, and there's my dad down there. <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling cable and stuff, because it was very thick cable in them days. Yeah, yeah. On it, it weren't that red triax or whatever they call it now stuff, but uh, it was good atmosphere. The boat race that was brilliant. He did that for 22 years. The old boat race yeah. down there, the old Putney to Mortlake. Your, your dad would definitely, I'm a hundred percent sure, would have come across my old man. He would, well, well, yeah. Isn't he, that well, funny? he worked on various units on the Beeb, yeah. And then obviously, when he went to work at Ted, I tell you what, he ended up as a um. When he got to a certain age, he became a caretaker on the set. Hmm, right, yeah. He had, a, he had a, uh, an office, his own office yeah, and everything. Yeah, he would have known my dad, isn't that funny? I tell you, the coolest thing that ha- ever happened to me at the Beeb was, um, they used to have these, they used to be called crash bars, I remember. They were, which is where you just go and get coffee and a, and a cheese roll. They're called crash bars. Oh, and right. my dad took me into the crash bar one day, and then in, striding in, this would have been about 1977, came Tom Baker... Dressed, oh, yeah. dressed in full Doctor Who gear. Um, Tom Baker strode in, and I'm sat there, six, seven years old, thinking... No, I must have been about five or six, thinking, 
Oh my God, it's Doctor, it's Doctor Who. My dad, you know, was was a gobby Cockney, and so he'd go, "Come on then, son, let's go and say hello to Doctor." And I said, "No, I can't, I can't." And he go, "Oi, oi, Tom, Tom, come and say hello to my boy." And so Doctor Who strode over to me, and he and he looked down, and he was tall. He said, "Hello, little boy, what's your name?" I said, "My name's Ian," and he said. Do you like watching Doctor Who? I went, yes, but I get a bit scared sometimes, he says. And he said, so do I. It terrifies me. Now, I have no jelly babies to give you, but... And he had, two, he, had he pulled out of his pocket those uh, two little sugar cubes. You know, they're wrapped up in a packet, he said. But no, yeah, I know. Here, are, here are some sugar cubes. Enjoy. And he walked off, and I was like, whoa, Doctor Who gave me some sugar! That must have been in the old TVC camp. Yeah, yeah they, that's... they had little red calf, green calf, didn't they? It was in a green one. Place. It was in a green one. I remember yeah. it. Yeah, it was in the TVC. They were there from the from the late sixties. Yeah. From you know, from when there was uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Biddy Baxter used to produce the Blue Peter and I got Barrett to go. Lambert. I got to go in the Blue Peter Garden and all of that stuff. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I've, uh, Dana Remark, I've got to take a break. But thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate yeah, it. Doing? All the best, mate. Ta-ta. Uh, oh, there we go. See? Delicious. I love it. This is fun. This will work. This will work. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've got two faders open. I'm not in control of the phones. I can't see who's calling in. I can't see when people calling to call in. Kath is taking your calls and she will put you on when she thinks it'll be best to have you on and she won't put people on when she thinks it's best. They Entirely up to her. But basically, if, if you can hear me talking in your ear, there's a strong chance you're on the radio. So just jump in and say something. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. All the screens are off. I don't know if people... Well, I know that some people are phoning in because I can see when Kath answers the telephone, but that's it. They could be phoning to complain. You get some jokers that phone in and say, could you pass a message on to Ian? And... You go, no. Either come, oh, no, I don't want to come on air. Could you pass a message to him? Why would, why would they do that, caller? Hello, good evening, Ian Lee. It's Lee. Hi, Lee. Hello. Um, we're talking about TV uh, and making TV, yeah? What do you mean? Uh, well, making TV. I, I thought you were making, like, uh, wanting to uh, make TV. Is this right? No. Am I right? You're wrong. Am I, have I been fed the wrong information? Unbelievable. Well, who's giving you this information? Well, your friend Ross Patzel. You must know Ross. Well, I've seen the name on Twitter. I don't know him. Okay. He's not friends. Uh, well, I'm live on Reach On Air, okay, and... Reach, a, reach Around Air? Re- yeah, Reach On Air. You can reach around air if you like. Right. But, uh, we're on Reach On Air. So what... And, so who, who are we broadcasting to, then? Oh, the world, well, Ian. No, the but world, really, but, Ian. No, but really, who are we broadcasting to? Uh, well, Ross, he's listening. My mum, uh, my dad, oh. my uncle, my aunt. But what, but, so what is, the, what is this? Is this, is it, tell, tell me what you can see in front of you. Uh, uh, I can see my play-out system. I can oh. see my broadcast system. It's, it's all mental. It's a bit... It's a bit crazy. Well, it's well, no, it's not crazy. It's, it's all very straightforward. Um, but well, what, yes, what, but where are you? Are you in a studio? Is this? Are yes, you in your bedroom? Yes. I don't know. What I've no, got... no, no. I'm I'm in a studio. Yes. Okay. And whereabouts are you located? Uh, 
I'm in Norfolk, in Norwich. Okay, beautiful. I don't think I've ever been to Norfolk, so I'm not going. You should. You should come. You should come to Norwich. Well, I, I, yes, well, maybe one day if if, uh, if I need to. Um, and so, do you what you do this every Friday, do you, or you, or you do it every night, or what, when do you do this? I do it every Friday. My my show is on Friday night. Yeah. Okay, and what kind of uh, what kind of show is it? We it's just a music and chat show. Okay, well, and what sort of well, music do you play, and what sort of chat do you chat? Well, we we, we play uh, new releases, uh, chart music, pop music, anything else that people request, okay. and we talk about absolutely anything. Okay, that sounds that sounds like a decent uh, a decent combination. Yeah, and um, me and you, we had a nice chat um, for two and a half hours once. Um, tell me more. Uh, it was in 2008. Okay. And, uh, it went on for, it went on for a good while. Well, I, it doesn't ring a bell. Um, what, 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 what were we talking about? Where were we? Um, what were we talking about? Well, we were, uh, it was a celebrity that had rung in. You've completely uh, lost me. You're going to have to d- dive straight, d- d- move away from the vagaries and dive straight into uh-huh. the specifics. Okay, so Joe Pasquale rang you up in 2008 and you were on the phone for him for two and a half hours. Um, no, it was the Joe Pasquale impersonator. Was that you? That was. Right, okay. Yeah, I, re- I remember the Joe Pasquale impersonator, yeah. That was. Two, uh, that was in 2008 we gosh, done that. Gosh, gosh. And I'm, 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 I'm still chuckling at the thought of it. <laughs> Well, it was funny. It was funny when we did it. It was. It, it, it did. I was, you know, I still listen to it. It's quite funny. You still listen? You still listen to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've what? got it on archive. Wow, on archive. Got you. You, you, you know all the lingo that I don't know. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad it brought you so much pleasure. Well, you know. Huh? Hello. Who's this? Oh, is that me? Yeah. Okay. Right. I was told that I'd turn there without being said. Yes. Hello. Hello. Caller. Hello. I'm not in charge Paul. of the calls. I'm not in charge of the calls. Who's this caller? Paul again. Yeah. Okay. Is your is your radio on, Paul? No. It's, I've got no body mod on anything. Okay. Well, cause there's a strange echo on the line. Yeah, I can hear it as well. Is there another caller there, or is it just Paul? It's just you. Just me and you, buddy. No, I can hear a bit of an echo as well. Yep, well, we're, we're going to soldier through it. Okay, fine. Right. Now, you mentioned earlier about uh, the titles at the end of a programme. Yes, the credits, yes. The credits, yeah? Yes. All right, and someone mentioned a call earlier about them sitting there and watching the credits at the end of a film. Yes. That's that's and... a great recap of the show so far. How do we further okay. this conversation? Right, because once... You know I don't live very far from Palmer Studios. Okay, yes. Right, I once had a job for a little while as a runner. Oh, yeah. At Palmer Studios. Okay. Basic runner. Mostly, most of the time I was just making cups of tea yeah, for everyone. Yeah, a, a runner, for, for um, those who don't know, is is probably the lowest person down the food chain, but... Yeah. No, <laughs> but, but, no, no, but it's not an insult, but they are integral to the smooth running of television and um, film production. Those those people are integral, and it's, uh, it's where a lot of um, actors and directors and producers and lighting people, it's where a lot of people who work in the industry start, and it's the best, best training ground you can get. 
Exactly. And afterwards, that is spooky, you mentioned Doctor Who. Yes. Okay, well, when I was a runner, Wait, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I was sent to Shepperton Studios. Okay. And I'll finish by saying, I got into yeah. weirding myself into special effects. Right. And just learning a few little bits on special effects for a while. Right. For Doctor Who. What? That was filmed there. What special effects did you, are you responsible for? It was, it was just like making things out of blooming melted plastic, basically. There's a building in London. I don't know what building it is, but it's a tall one, right? And I'm dri- I drive past it, and every day, or I, I see it on the skyline every day, and every day I think, oh, that reminds me of something. And today, I got it. Today I worked out what it reminds me of. Go on. It's based on... The- <laughs> this is so... <laughs> It's based, I'm convinced, on the central rising column in the TARDIS. It looks like the central <laughs> rising column in the TARDIS. Is it not the shard? No, because is is the central rising column in the TARDIS pointed? No, no, I mean, no yeah. No, no. In that case, it's not the shard then. You've you've got me thinking now. Well, I I don't know the name of it, so I can't I can't tell you. But there'll there'll be some there will be some sci-fi nerd out there who will go, yeah, got it. It's not it's not the old name for the telecom tower. No, is it's it? not the te- it's not no. <laughs> it's not the telecom tower. No. Okay. Um, but um, but I, I also I've seen there's an American streaming service that is streaming all. 26 series, 26 series of Doctor Who. Like, all the old stuff, the Pertwee stuff, the Hartnell stuff, the Baker... Who's your favourite Doctor Who? Well, it's the one you grew up with, Baker. I bet you're a Pertwee, aren't you? No, I'm not. I, I like the... Oh, I can't remember his name. It's just gone out of my head. Not Colin uh, Baker. Not Peter Davison. No, the one at that era time... Uh, Colin Baker? No, not... Sylvester no. McCoy? Sylvester McCoy, well, yes. You are joking! No, I like with Sylvester McCoy. Oh, no! He's the one that put the final nail in the coffin of the franchise! Oh, I'm sorry. Patrick, I, 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 oh, hang on, who's that? Uh, Gatford. Uh, Gatford, say hello to Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, hiya. I, I, I wondered if I could call him with my doll claim to fame. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ma- oh, madam. Oh, oh meow. Well, notice, yeah, notice, like notice, Gatford, you've called yeah. him uh, and Catherine's put you through with only a minute to go to the break, so I think that yeah, says well, a lot about what she thinks of you. I do yeah. have a doll claim to fame, I'm sorry. It's all right. I was only kidding, Paul. No, it you weren't being you. Listen, if you insult someone, stand by it, Gatford. Don't do, don't do the hit and run. Own it. It's one of you were doing a girly fire and putting my hair. But the best doctor is Patrick Troutman. That's that's fact. Pa- sorry, Patrick who? Patrick Troutman. Oh! <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's the best doctor, is he? And yet you don't know his surname. Troutman. Troutman. I'm on medication. Oh, shut up! Right, you have got 25 seconds before you hit the break, Emma and Catherine. When you need to let Gatford speak. Right, yeah, so Patrick Troughton is the best Doctor Who, um, and that's a fact. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's all that needs to be said. And, and now... Uh... Have you gone, guys? Beautiful, love it. Catherine's colder than I am. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
344 I'm not in charge of the phones. I can't see the phones. I don't know who's calling in, who's coming through. I don't know any of that stuff. All I know is I've got two phone lines. They are open. You call up 0344. 499-1000. You speak to Kath. It's not called straight to air. She'll take your name and number. She may call you back. And she may put you on air. Uh, the odds are, if you're, you phoned up and you can hear my voice, you're probably on air. Say something to test it. Okay? 344 I, I, I said, uh, to, told you the story about um, what happened before the show on Twitter with Duncan. Um, but there was another event, another incident that happened today that left me feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And again, it was another example of that choose discomfort over resentment, the Brené Brown line. It's a great line. And if you can apply it, it may, I can't always do it, and I don't always get it right, but it's enough make things better. Really works. Um, and we went to see my mum. I took my boys to see my mum today. And um, we stayed, stayed for about an hour. And I, I fed her lunch, and then we left. I've had it quite upset in seeing her today, and I might talk about that a bit later on. Um, but there's a really nice park near um, the other end of the high street with my mum. And I didn't take her because I had the dog and I had the two boys and I, I couldn't fit her in the car. And So I took the boys for a, an hour or so. Uh, really nice park uh, in Gerard's Cross. And it's, it's, it's got uh, you know, a good rope swing on it and loads of stuff on there. And it's a big park as well. So I could sit some way back and I, we stopped off at the shop and we, we bought some lunch and we got some bits and pieces and... We went to the park, and, and my boys are off having the time of their lives, as they do. A lot of laughing today, really laughing today. A lot of um, anger as well. We're playing a game on Switch called um, Snake Pass. Flippin' heck, it's tough. It's brilliant, but it's tough. And we're all, <laughs> all three of us, me, a 43-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. We're all our, no, give it to me. No, give it to, and then they do, no, no, daddy, give it to me. We can do this. Oh, God, it was tough. Anyway. Um, so we went to this park, and we're playing around, and I said, look, if the ice cream van rocks up, I'll, I'll get you some ice cream. You know, it's a beautiful day. And, of course, the ice cream van did turn up. So I've got the dog on the lead. It's a small dog, you know. So I, I might bring her in next week, actually. I, I think I might bring her in next week. Small dog. It's got the dog on the lead, and I've got the two boys, and I'm going, boys, the ice cream van. Come, no, let's go now before he goes. So we run over there. And my youngest has brought... He's got two things shoved in his pockets. He's got his sunglasses in one pocket. And he's got this big plastic Scooby-Doo paw. It's for a really rubbish game, Scooby-Doo Hide and Seek, where you hide Scooby and this thing supposedly gives you clues as to where Scooby is. It don't work, really. We've never got it to work properly. But he brought this thing with him. And he's running off to the ice cream van. And suddenly he stops and he bursts into tears. He's going, what's wrong? And he's going, I've lost my Scooby-Doo paw. I was like, oh, f- uh, uh, all right, well, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be somewhere. And I hadn't seen him with it. I said, right, did you definitely have it here? He said, yeah. I said, you, sh- you didn't leave it at Nanny Linda's? No, you, don't, you definitely had it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, right, fine. Let's. Uh, and he said, it fell out around here somewhere. So we kind of put the ice cream van on hold. And I said to my other son, we're just going to look for this thing. And we're sort of looking around. And the dog's on a, it's one of those extendy leads. But she's off a little bit, but she's kind of with us. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my son. I'm holding the dog and she's behind me. And I'm talking to my son going, was it round here? Are you sure it was round? And I said, right, I tell you what, why don't we go and get an ice cream? And then when we come, then we'll, we'll, we'll get the ice cream and we'll do it. So we walked off towards the ice cream van. And then this woman went, this woman started shouting. She said, oi! Excuse she's a little bit far away. She was sat on a swing. Swings are for kids only, I didn't say um, excuse me, 
Your dog's just done a poo. Are you going to clean it up? And I looked round, and the dog had done a poo. And the woman was absolutely bang on, spot on, completely right to point that out to me. Completely right. And I went, oh, I'm terribly sorry. My little boy's just lost something, and I was a, I was a bit distracted. I didn't notice. I'd clean it up. I had bags with me. I had bags. I cleaned it. Just, yeah, make sure that you do. The tone I am putting in my voice is the tone that she had in her voice. Yeah, make sure you do. And I went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I was a little bit distracted because my boy's lost something. I was just looking, but I, 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 I'm going to click. Just, yeah, well, you weren't going to clean it up. You were walking away. I thought, right, you cheeky cow. I said, yeah, I know. I was a little bit distracted. I'm really sorry I missed it. Thank you very much for pointing it out. I always clean it up. She goes, well, just that it's a children's park and there are kiddies playing. And I went, I'm going to be... I'm real shouting because quite a distance away. I said, I'm going to be honest. I don't like your tone. I've apologised for missing it. I've explained why I've missed it. I said you're right for pointing it out to me, but I could do without the tone. She said, well, you were walking away from it. And it's a kiddie's playground. I said, yeah, I hadn't noticed. All you had to do was say, could you pick it up? And I would have picked it up. I always pick it up. Thanks for letting me know. I'll be with you in a second. Who's, who's there on the line? It's Julie. Hello, Julie. I'll be with you. I want to finish this. Because right, I feel it rising Please. again. She, I, she said, listen, don't get funny with me. There's no, no point in having an argument about a dog's poo. I said, no, I know. I just think your tone is actually quite rude. And is unnecessary. She went, well, you just make sure you clean it up. I'm bent down picking up a steaming turd. She makes sure. I said, I've got it. Got it now. And I walked. I couldn't believe it, Julie. It was the. I know. It was. She, hey, listen. I missed it, and that was bad on my part. She was absolutely right to point it out to me. She was absolutely right. Of course she was. Even if it hadn't been a, a kiddie's playground. Anyway, she was right to point it out to me. Um. But surely, as soon as I said, oh, thanks for pointing it out to me, I'm sorry exactly. I missed it, I was a bit distracted because my son's lost something, I'll get it now. That's the end of it. It should be the end of it. And I'm actually, I'm calling up pursuant to you saying, you should be able to talk to people honestly and yes. um, get things out in the open. And I'm after your advice. So, Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> so I was reading, it doesn't... <sighs> doesn't matter if, oh, I might say what it's about or not. doesn't matter. Oh. Um, there was a news article and... Was it the I one didn't... about, was it the one about people renting out Airbnbs and turning them into brothels for the weekend? <laughs> no, Have no, you heard that? Good. Oh, it's the no. new thing. It's the new thing. People re- will rent a cottage or a flat for, for like a weekend and then they advertise it as a brothel. They're brilliant! That is, br- that is absolutely brilliant. I love that. Well done, those people. Yeah, I wonder how much you can get. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, so um, there was something in the, in the news, and um, I'm not I'm not going to say anything that's either incriminating because it's not an opinion. I was after a fact. I didn't understand something. Yes. It was in conjunction with the um, child third child benefits and the um, oh, yeah. uh, rape clause that, that that has to be signed. Yes. And I didn't understand, and I'm not saying an opinion, I didn't understand why, what the difference was 
between a third child who was a product of rape as opposed to a third child who, who wasn't. Now, it wasn't an opinion, but it's a question that... Right, I hang on a minute, because I've missed some ask. of this. I, uh, so they, they want to stop um, child support. For the, if you, for, so you get it for the first child, you get it for the second child, but you don't get it for the third child or the, thereafter. Is that right? That's what they want to Correct. do. Correct. And are they, is there, is there a, 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 an exemption in that? Is it if the child is a product of rape, you do Correct. get... Is there really? Correct. And, really? and the thing is that Gosh. I have a question because it's a uh, you know it's a controversial subject because those, it's about that, rape. Those, those caring Tories, those caring uh, Tories. about rape. Yes, a lot of people were. It was about the um, uh, minutiae of the actual form itself. But what I didn't understand yeah. was what, why it would be that uh, a third child is a product of rape would continue, would get benefits as opposed to a third child who wasn't a product of rape. I and d- it was a a genuine kind of question of yep. not understanding, but I felt that I couldn't ask anybody yep. because I didn't want it to sound like I, I was <laughs> not sympathetic, but I just didn't understand, and I had no idea where I could well, you've find come to, my you, answer. you've come to the right place. I can think well, one answer... Well, let's go with my, my... The first answer that popped into my head, right? And then we can work from there. The first answer that pops into my head is... Imagine... It is a Catholic woman who doesn't believe in contraception. Yes. So she's been, her and her partner have been careful for that they've got two children and they're fine with two children and then they've stopped having intercourse because I don't think you can, um, I'm going to say a phrase that, uh, uh, put your fingers in your kids' ears. I don't think you can pull out if you're a Catholic, can you? I don't think you can. I don't know. I, I think that's considered wasteful. Every sperm is sacred, to, to quote the Monty Python thing. I think that if you, I think that that is considered sinful. They may have loosened that, that rule. They may have changed that rule. I'm not sure. Um, but if, if you were a Catholic and you, you'd stopped at two children and you stopped having intercourse and, and then you are raped and of course you, you would, um, uh, you would not be on the pill and you would consider abortion to be a sin, um, then it, that could be a reason. Exactly. And do you know what? I asked them, a friend of mine, because I didn't know, you can't, it's not something that you can Google. And if you put something like that on, on Twitter, yeah. um, it, it's something which is then taken as you're saying, something about it like what's the difference and and i just didn't know i didn't know who to ask and that's the um the the answer that i came up with but it was a case of surely you should be allowed to ask questions about things that you you, don't understand without fear of but your so your but your your um the the premise of your question if i've understood this is Mm. um the, the 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 third child even if it were a product of rape is still a human being and is would still be would still be as loved as much as the first two? I don't... I'm saying no, no, that. No, my, my, my premise was yep. I, I couldn't think of a reason... Uh, well, now I can with the, with the religion. That's what I wasn't factoring. I couldn't understand why a child who was a product of rape who had been chosen to be kept yeah. would be any different from... And also, I mean, that's... Imagine does factor into it. Imagine having, least, imagine after being the woman that has to fill in the form and say... Exactly. Uh, well, you're not entitled to uh, that, for that child. Actually, um, I was raped. Imagine having to, you know, having to, to, to say that's, that. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing awful. Is that, absolutely, but it's kind of like just even asking the question of, well, what's the difference? Because I, I hadn't considered religion until I discussed it for about um, an hour. And then it was kind of like, I wonder how 
frequent that happens because there's such a media backlash over it. I was just kind of interested to know how many third children are kept as a any, result of that. You know, are, there, I, are there any other religions that don't like contraception? What, 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 what's the Muslim take on, on um, Johnny's and pills? But it, but, it, but it wasn't kind of a comment on whether it was right or wrong. It was just a case of not understanding. I'm thinking, yeah. who, who can I ask? Yeah. Well, you can, listen, who can I ask? You can come and um, ask Uncle well, Ian any, any the awkward um, questions like that. I'd love to know what the Muslim take is on contraception. Because um, uh, that it would be... Uh, are there only Catholics that, that frown but, on you know, but even But even calling up to... To say about not knowing what to ask. Yep. Even that, I've been thinking about it since 10 o'clock, thinking, oh. should I phone up or should I not? Is that going to be too controversial to say that I don't understand? Yeah, well, no. no, no there's, well, there uh, you, uh, you know yeah. me, you know me, Julie. We'll talk, we'll talk about anything. Well, I appreciate we'll anything. it. We'll talk about anything here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. you got me thinking. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Is there someone else there? This is the thing. I don't know. I, I thought I heard someone else say something then. I'm going insane. I'm going insane in the membrane. Insane in the, in the membrane. Um, Julie, I'm going to um, take a break now, so I should say good evening. Good evening. Ta-ta. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We've been all over the shop tonight. Um, old TV, making TV. Um, Joe Pasquale impersonators. Um, and... Children born as a result of a rape. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've made the uh, fatal mistake of having too much coffee, and it gives me indigestion. I'm not worried about sleeping because I'm, I'm, I'm boy, oh boy, I'll sleep. I'll sleep tonight. Um, but it gives me indigestion, so I'm a little bit windy and a bit burpy during the um, uh, the show. Uh, different show tonight. Um, I haven't got any of the screens turned on in front of me. All I can see are a, uh, a little lamp I bring in, a lava lamp, some notes with some stories from the papers. If we need to go there, I can see Emma through there. I can see Kath through there. Uh, I have two faders. They are both open. Those are lines one and lines two. The only no- amount of lines we can take to air. I'm not putting people through to air uh, this evening. Catherine is. If you want to call in... Um, 0344-499-1000. You'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number. And she may or may not call you back. And she may or may not put you on the air. And she will certainly be the one that cuts you off. Lots of new callers over the last two weeks. I wonder why. Um, we've, we've had some first time callers over the last two weeks. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, um, if it's word of mouth. If you are one of the people that's called me this week for the first time, can you let me know why? I should have asked you. I'm wondering if it's word of mouth. I'm wondering if it's because um, I've started doing new trailers every day, although we forgot to do one tonight. But we go, I come in and record a trailer so that gets, would get played out on Monday and that kind of gives people a taste of what the show is. I'm wondering if it's that. Um, I'm wondering if it's the audience is growing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're, you're, you're learning to trust me after a year of presenting this. I don't know. So I do have a little think. If you're one of the people that has um, called me for the first time this week or the last couple of weeks, um, then do let me know um, why you felt um, able to call up. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So tonight, Catherine is, is taking calls. I can't see if people are called in. 
Uh, what's this? Oh, lovely. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Look, Rennie's. Rennie's. Um, I had a little mumba there. Mumba. 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 Hello? Samantha Mumba. Uh, hello, who's that? Hi, it's Joss. Hello, Joss. Hiya. Um, I was just calling about, um, oh, it's fit. I'm first time for that, actually. Well, ah, um, okay, right. Well, you're, okay. hang on, you're exactly what I'm after. <laughs> How long have you been listening for? Um, I've been listening to the podcast since you were on Adam Buxton, so just oh, under a year, I guess. Oh, nice one. And, and wh- wh- why have you, um, thank you. I've got, I've got a lot of people that, um, <laughs> found me through Adam and, and Pip's podcast. So I, that, that's, that's, that's always brilliant. I always know, I always know if they're a listener to one of those two, then they're, they're, they're good people. Um, you, you lot, I mean. Um, wh- so why <laughs> have you, why, why have you called in tonight then? What has, what has, what has um, made it? I'm a first, first time live listener tonight, oh. and I was kind of interested in, in, uh, in calling in for a while. Yeah. Um, but tonight is the perfect opportunity because, um, well, my girlfriend doesn't really like you. Oh, no, that's <laughs> fair enough. I get that quite a lot <laughs> as well. Yes. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Um, yes, but she's on nights tonight, and I'm yeah. not at work tomorrow. Yeah, so, result! Uh, you got rid of her, you're having a lad's so, night, listening yeah, to the radio. So I've, got, <laughs> so I've got the Xbox on and got the radio. What are you playing on the Xbox? Um, I was playing Overwatch through, um, I, I've got into it through Limmy. Now, uh, Limmy through Limmy, yeah, I, I, cause I yeah. watch Limmy p- play Overwatch. I don't like, for, right, for those that know Overwatch, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a cartoony style, very fast paced game where you run around shooting each other. I don't like the look of it. Is it, is it good? It is fun, actually, yeah, it's really good. It looks but too I, relentless. Like, well, I've always liked sort of online games, so, so it's, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I prefer online games, but I like things like Rainbow Six, or where it's a little bit more oh, stealth. Oh, yeah, a bit more tactical, But I, t- I yeah. don't know if you heard, I got, um, I got a Nintendo Switch at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, mate, it's brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I'm blown away by it. And I know yeah, it's completely different from the Xbox and the PlayStation. Yeah, I am yeah. so blown away by it. It's stunning. The cowboy game sounds good. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> Me and my boys have been in hysterics. And then I brought it in yesterday, and the boys wanted to show everyone here how to use it, and they got a bit disappointed there weren't many people for them to show. But um, the, but uh, me and Kath and Andy Goldstein were playing cowboy game, and, and Kath and Andy were milking cows and um, <laughs> cracking safes. <laughs> oh, it's it's so much fun. But then yeah, I was I was I was good. I was playing Zelda tonight. You know, just while we goggle box. Oh yeah, fun. that looks really good. And Zelda, and it's stunning. And Absolutely stunning. I'm in love with that machine. Anyway, Josh, sorry. You're, 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 no, uh, no, you're right. We're geeking out a little bit, which is always fine. <laughs> but what have you got for us? Um, well, I went to a Catholic school. Oh, yes. Um, and I thought, well, I've, I had a, had sex education lessons at, wow. obviously at that school. How did that go? Um, no. <laughs> just no. It was a big picture of a penis yeah, well, and a vagina with a big well, cross what, through it. Well, what we were taught was the best, the best method of contraception. Yeah. Was to um, to study a lady's secretion at the time of like the the month, and and the dependent on the colour was like the the go sign basically. So if it was like a clear liquid, that was yeah, you were okay then to go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> the sec- we we. Oh. I'm just going to say it. What secretion? Um, like, like when when oh like when it's when, when it's uh, when they're getting excited. When, yeah, oh, exactly, they want yeah. you to study it. 
Yeah. Could you just put this yeah, on that's... a little slide? I'm going to go and take it into the laboratory. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> but, so it was, the, it was the head teacher telling us that you that's what You are joking! I have never, it. ever, I've she, never heard that in my went, life! Went a, <laughs> she went on a course. She went, her and her husband went on a course <laughs> to, to, to learn, to learn. It was a woman method, that yeah. told you this? Yeah. And she, Jeez. and she also told us that condoms felt funny. <laughs> for the woman, they felt funny, or for the man, they felt for, funny. for everyone. For, for everyone, everyone feels just, funny with yeah, a condom. Yeah, she got one out and was like, "Ooh, feel how disgusting this is." Imagine yeah. that on your penis. Um, yeah. well, so hang on, which, which is which is good secretion and which is bad secretion? I, I honestly can't remember. Oh I was, no, I wasn't, I wasn't a very. Uh, says, says the father of I, six children. <laughs> I, I keep getting yeah. it wrong. I don't. <laughs> No, I was quite a sensitive child. I was always uh, <laughs> painting and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I have. I, I, that sounds like the kind of thing that the kids say in the <laughs> playground. I have never. <laughs> have you two? Have yeah. you heard that? You two? Even they're both shaking their. I have never heard that before. <laughs> and if anything, right. Um, I thought you were going to come out the, with the, the old the old line. The best form of contraception is to just say no. Um, no, this, yeah. yeah, but no, just study the secretions. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to treasure this call forever. This is a keeper. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> wowzers, wowzers. And uh, do you have any children? Uh, no, I so, don't. So well, it no. does work then. Yeah. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great to know. Do we know where Muslims stand on um, uh, uh, con- I contraception? Don't, I don't, I'm afraid. No, they didn't They didn't get into that. Oh, no. Depending <laughs> 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 your Catholic score. Yeah. <laughs> <It didn't. laughs> is it? Because I'm, I'm not. You know, I was I was kind of C of E, but C of E is, I think, one of mm. the wateriest of all religions. It really is. You know, it's 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 not a lot going well, on. But is is it is the Catholic guilt thing? The guilt thing is that is that a real thing? Well, I, I'm not actually a Catholic. I just oh. went to a Catholic school. Okay. It was the closest one to me, so mm. I was in the catchment area for it. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it is. I think from from my. Uh, education, I think I do. I do kind of remember that being part of it. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. The, the Catholics and the Jews seem to have a lot of guilt, and I'm getting that from Woody Allen films and Bread. You know, I, this is kind of yeah. where I've got my knowledge on those two religions: is from watching Bread yeah. and watching Manhattan and Annie Hall. Um, and they, but they both do seem to be um, the, the very guilt-based. Um, religions which is which is which is uh is, is terrible really for the people afflicted yeah. by it yeah i have but um yeah i'm not i'm not you know i'm not really sure because no. i've not i didn't really like attend mass or anything like that Jews so, yeah. and uh, did you ever uh, did you ever do uh, a confession i'd love to do a confession no i, I had to sit those out because i was um yeah i wasn't lowian oh hang on a minute who's that <laughs> Well, should I tell you? Do you recognise my voice? You don't have to I tell me if you don't you. want. Oh, I will. I Hassan. One of your oh, hey Hassan. Sorry, no. Okay, yes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hassan, say well, hello me... to Joss if he's still there. Hello, hello, Joss. Yeah, I'm there. One of the only Muslim callers, I think. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is it. Um, um, so, um, where do Muslims stand on contraception? Right. So, uh, well, I'm definitely not a strict Muslim, and I'm referred to as a naughty Muslim, if anything. So, I'm just, well, you're not. Just you're not one of the naughtiest, you. so, which you should be grateful <laughs> of, because those guys no, are really no. naughty. <laughs> so, whilst the Quran does not explicitly refer to contraception, yes. 
Um, a lot of authorities say that you shouldn't use contraception. Right, um, I, thought, I suspected that might be the case, yeah. It's uh, And people who do oppose contraception say that it, you shouldn't kill your children because of fear of want, but actually, they're not really children, are they? It's Well, well... That that line about from the Monty Python film, Meaning of Life, every sperm is sacred, um, uh, every sperm is good, I've just remembered the next line, every sperm is needed in your neighbourhood. Um, oh my it, goodness. It, yeah, I know. There is, there is kind of something in that, because, Hassan, you are what you are, and Josh, you are what you are, and I am what mm-hmm. I am, because of the one out of, I don't know, what, a hundred billion sperm that were, were wow. fired off... I was, we were, the, we were the, and inverted commas, we were the lucky ones. We were, it was survival of the fittest. We were the strongest, yeah. fastest I, I sperm. Turned out to be a blind sperm. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you're, you, you're fair play. Your dad really, you know, he, he wasn't, yeah, the, he my, wasn't my working. Fingers, some of my fingers were webbed as well. <laughs> Josh, listen, you're the, you're the caller that keeps on giving. How, how many of your fingers were webbed? This is quite common, uh, by no, the way. <laughs> Two, two. Well, no, actually, technically, I lie there. They were fused. They were fused, not webbed. How did they get separated? Surgery? Um, yeah, surgery. They took skin from my wrist and and put it on and the when side. You of say the you go on, go on, Hassan. Josh, so if I was blind, well, I am, how would I know yeah. when this secretion happened? How would I, how would I actually God. judge that? I don't know. I don't want to like, like, say the phrase, the taste yeah, test, but um, take the Pepsi challenge. But, yeah. but <laughs> Josh, when, when you say your fingers were fused, mm. uh, were, were, were they like, was it two fingers completely joined together or just kind of yeah. up to the... Yeah. Really? No, really? yeah, like joined, joined together, yeah. It's like quite what? common. Yeah. It's quite common. That and toes and, and um, um, tails. Tails are quite, I mean, not like, you know, it's not like 10%, <laughs> but tails wow. are quite common. Yeah. Well, have you ever known tail, anyone with yeah. a tail? Well, not that I know. I mean, they get taken up. You know, baby gets born. Oh, this one's got a tail. Well, but, but, uh, but quite a lot of people, if they don't have a tail, they have a little um, kind of lump where the tail would be. Mm. Wow. And you learn something every day. Yeah, like, <laughs> listen, guys, you do. We've, we've learned about the Pepsi challenge to not have babies, and we've learned that some people are tailed. <laughs> uh, Joss, I'm, I'm really glad you called in, mate. Enjoy your game of Overwatch. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I hope I don't g- cause too many um, arguments between you and your missus. <laughs> Thank you, mate. No, I think she'll be all right. Cheers, Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. He was a nice lad, wasn't he, Hassan? Yeah, lovely lad. Getting a lot of nice really calls. Lovely, yeah, a lot of nice I'm new really calls lovely. recently. I'm loving the new callers. That's why I haven't had to phone in, thankfully, for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been brilliant. And Kath is now in the wonderful position, because Kath is kind of the unsung hero of this show, in that she decides who to put on. And Kath is now in the wonderful position of sometimes saying to someone on a Wednesday, look, you, you called in on Monday and Tuesday. We've got enough calls now. Why don't you give it a break and maybe try again on Friday or maybe even next week? And... Yeah, and that's, that's not in fantastic. any way disrespectful to the callers that have called in. I, I love the fact that people call in, and, and some people, you know, call in more than others. That's great. And I'm not pleased that I'm not saying don't call in. But I'm just saying it's great for us, me and Kath, it's great for the listeners, that we're just getting this bigger pool that we can we can select from. And it, I just think it makes for a more rounded show. 
It's a variety, and also it actually makes the podcast even better. You've had some cracking podcasts. Mate. Usually, sometimes I'll skip a few callers. Sorry? But this week, sorry, I've had to sometimes, but this week, all of the podcasts have been sensational. I have to say that mm. we put out a very, very blue podcast today from yesterday's show. Very blue Adults only. We had to give a warning at the beginning of the podcast because it was so rude. But then the warning got rude. So it's a rude warning, warning that the show is rude. I think that's probably breaking some kind of law. That is. Wow. Um, well, I heard the show. I, I wonder what was blue. Um, nunnies. I'll have to go back. Oh, nunnies. Oh, of course, that word. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Sounds, um, like a, sounds like a sounds like because it's the kind of word a Pakistani would use. Yes. Oh, nunny. Um, I love you, nunny. Uh, I love you, I, nunny. I, I, well, I know. I know what that I, word is. I can't believe you'd be rude. Yeah. Who's that? I, well, I'm gagging a minute. I <laughs> took another call and put through, and I'm late for a break. <laughs> oh, I've got to go. No, I tell you what. Right, uh, Hassan, goodbye. What's your name, caller? I'm Roger. Roger. You may N- remember you may remember me from the the guest. From the your what? Favorite fi- the guest. Your favorite film. Um, it was a while back. I tell you what, can we trust you, Roger? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the adverts. I'm going to ask Emma to play the adverts now, but I can't cut you off. Can we trust you? And like, you've you've got to promise this, right? Mm-hmm. Can we trust you to be quiet during the adverts? Because your phone line is going to be open for the whole adverts. I can I can easily mute myself if I need to. So don't worry about it. No, don't, don't, I don't want funny. I want you to be quiet while, ah, right. while the adverts are playing. So don't be okay. funny. And maybe you can sing, you can sing along to, if you know the songs, you can sing along to the songs <laughs> in the ads. I'll allow that. But you can't pass <laughs> no. comment, you can't pass comment on the products, but you can sing along to the songs. How's that? I'll be a good boy, don't worry. Thank you very much. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, we we were lucky there, Roger. It was just a trailer for Julie Hartley Brewing. You you bit your tongue. Well done, you. Sir. Yes, I definitely bit my tongue. The guest. No what was the guest? That weird. That weird. That weird action film with the with the soldier that kills all the family. Oh. When you ask people to phone in who, uh, who like the film. Oh, that was awful! It's a great film. That was a terrible film! Do you need more film recommendations? Oh, go on. What, what have you watched recently? Uh, what have I watched recently? Actually, a bit late, but I watched John Wick for the first time the other day. Oh, I stopped that halfway through. The first one or the second one? First one. Yeah, I watched that. I tried to watch that. I got halfway through it and I thought, nah, this is rubbish. And I stopped it. Terrible movie. Ah, oh, Ian, you've got no taste. Hey, got no, I've got the best taste. taste. That's what I'm famous for, is my taste. <laughs> That's why I'm a star. Um, um, no, stinker. I'm getting, being handed a bit of paper with my out time for this hour. Lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, 56.47. Okay, lovely. We've got one more break to hit before then as well, so that's good. Um, no, uh, 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 okay, let's, well, okay, let's reset the balance. Have you seen Get Out? No. Okay. Okay. Because if you if you if, if it's a fairly recent film, 
Oh. I don't go, I very rarely go to the cinema. Oh, it is expensive. I mean, it's too expensive. I, I love the pictures. I love it. I think it's a wonderful experience. I love the, mm. I still get, you know, I'm still the nine-year-old going to see Popeye the movie, and I still get that, that excitement, but it's so expensive to go to the pictures these days. I don't like multiplexes. No, no, I, I agree, and I tend to go to, um, and I'm, because I, I tend to go to more boutique cinema so there's a picture house near us and they're a chain but they've only got three screens and it's um it's just it's just much it's a much nicer experience yeah. when you go there and, and i know the, the manager comes and says hello to me and the boys and we're members and i i just find it a much more relaxed experience instead of that thing where you're going excuse me sorry where is screen 12 please you know <laughs> it's i'm partially sighted as well so it's finding me seat in the park oh um yeah, that's, that's always fun. Well, yeah, I suppose. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah, that will be uh, true. But when you say partially sighted, can you? Is this, would the cinema screen not be better to watch a movie on because it's massive? Uh, yes and no, because sometimes I can't like the last Star Wars. You know, the Rogue One, last film, yeah. Rogue One, and and the last Star Wars film. To yeah. be honest, yeah, Force Awakens. Couldn't read the subtitles. Can't can't couldn't keep up. So I'm looking forward to watching them oh, at uh, yeah. Rogue One at home on Monday. Yeah, I know. What do you mean the subtitles? Yeah, there's some subtitles in uh, Rogue One and... Well, is it what, when they're speaking like Alien? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't really miss him. It's, 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 the, the, normally <laughs> the subtitles in those films are, it's Han Solo, let's kill him. That, that, those are generally <laughs> what the uh, subtitles I'm a massive mean. nerd, so I hate missions. No, but... I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, they were good, those movies, and, I, and I, you know, I go to the pictures a lot. When I, when I was a kid, going to the pictures was you go twice during the summer holidays and that was it. But I got two lads and we go and we were advertising Boss Baby on this station and they went and saw that the other day and I, I've not seen it yet. But they went oh, and saw it and, um, uh, and I, they told me it was hilarious. There's some really good kids' films coming out the last couple of years. I love it. I'm a big kid. I, I love I love animation. I love the, you know, the Pixar films. Well, Toy and... Story was the one that broke the mould, wasn't it? Toy Story yeah. was the one. I didn't see that until about three years ago. Well, Toy Story was the one where it was... Um, a, it was innovative with the, the way it was, you know, computer-generated. But B, it was it was a genuinely brilliant family film that, ad, you know, you could quite happily be an adult and watch Toy Story and it not be considered a bit weird. Whereas if you go and see... Oh, I, whatever rubbish they were churning out in the eighties or nineties, you know, you'd look a little bit <laughs> odd, you know. But but Toy Story yeah. was was the one where it's like, oh, adult, they can do films that adults can dig as well. Yeah, they, they can do things in they can do things in animation as well that they can't you can't really do in conventional films. So. Yeah. yeah. Is who's that? Is that, that is, is that you, Roger? Or is there someone else banging around in the background? There's somebody else banging around in the background. I think. Who's that banging around in the background? <laughs> Sniff, you sniffed. Not me. Who sniffed? Oh, I like this. There's somebody. It better not be. Better not be Caddick. There's there's somebody there's somebody lurking in the shadows, Roger. Yeah, yeah oh, <laughs> <laughs> they've burst out of the shadows, and look who it is. It's James. It's James. Good. That was good. I like that, James. I thought you were going to keep that up for the whole call. I didn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, I am lurking. Yeah. What are you do- What are you doing, banging around at twenty to midnight on a Friday night? I'm banging around. Are you, 
Do you have a fella gun or I'm still playing up with this? Why don't you ask him? No, I'm still here. Hello. Hello. Well, I'm not in control of it. Cat's in control of who gets on and who stays, who gets off. So uh, if I were you, uh, um, James, I'd, I'd start being interesting quickly. Uh, very quickly, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm in your wardrobe, mate. <laughs> That's terrifying. I wonder if any man or woman has been having... You see it in films and adverts, don't you? Uh, no, there's a, yeah, there's yeah, a man yeah, having exactly. sex with a married woman, the husband drives home, and he has to jump in the wardrobe or jump out of the window with no clothes on. I wonder if that's ever really happened. Well, I'm disappointed in myself, because that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. And I thought, no, if you gave me a bit of time, I'd have thought it was something funnier. But no, that's just, yeah, I've gone with the cliche. Yeah, but no, it's a good cliche, it's a good cliche. I wonder, they must, uh, uh, listen, let's put it out there, it's a long shot. If you've ever had to hide <laughs> in a wardrobe, or under a bed, or climb out of the window naked because a husband or wife has come home early, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But, I say the husband and wife, I bet it's only blokes that have done it. You wouldn't, a, a woman would not go and stand out on the balcony in her bra and pants. Yeah, but- would it be so uh, outrageous that a woman's come home from work and her husband's at a home in bed, asleep? That's not outrageous, yeah. no. <laughs> no, exactly. That's normal. Exactly. That's normal fare in my house. Yeah, exactly. So she wouldn't be suspicious. She's come home and he's just asleep. Yeah. But if he, if he comes home... And she's asleep. She's, uh, well, uh, allegedly. Yes, yes. Then, yeah, then... You know, also, you yeah, also, you know, sleep, but but ruddy-cheeked. And, um, well, possibly even secreting. We just don't yeah. know. We just yeah, don't know. Then we, the, the laboratory set up in the corner to analyse the secretion. That would that would be the giveaway. No way for rubbing two, that's, there's, there's two uses of secreting and secretion. Yes. Is that in the talk radio handbook? Is that allowed? Oh, it's all over the handbook. Yeah. Oh, is it? Hey, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, James, what did you want? Yeah, uh, Ian, yes. I let myself down last time I was talking to you. Um, oh. I dropped the F-bomb. Oh. I did, I did. I told you that I'd, I'd won the shooting box. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. I, you were drunk. You were drunk when you called in. I was a bit, mate. Yeah, yeah I was. Good for you. And well I, done. I'm envious. Yeah. Do you remember those days? Uh, what, of being drunk? Yeah. No, that's why I stopped. Oh, right. I don't remember yeah. those days. Oh, okay. Um, I'd got to the point where I'd said... Yes. And it came a bit stalkerish. I'd yeah. come to the point where I'd said, uh, um, this was pre-Twitter, sort of Facebook, yes. and whatever else, publication. Oh, but hang on, are you picking up the same story from last time? Yeah. Well, so you, finished, I... you finished the story. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Because sake. there was a compliment at the end... That I didn't get to give, right? And I and I thought that after yes. a show of you receiving a bit of a battering, you, no. you deserved it. I didn't get a battering, did I? Well, you just. Oh, was the Christians were arguing? Yeah, that's oh, well, it. That was a battering. That was a nice bit of sport. I know you. I know you see it like that, but yeah. I right. So, right. Right. by the way, I'm late speed. for a break. Because Catherine's timing is terrible. I've forgotten this. Catherine's timing for breaks is absolutely shocking. How long have I got? Right, I'll tell you what. Um, who's, right, hang on, is Ross, Ross, are you still there? Was it Ross? All right, don't matter. Right. Are we going to take long? No, we're going to do the break, but yeah. it, you can't 
be, I don't know if there's adverts or if it's just a, a, a jingle, but you can't be rude about the products, but if you I'm know the songs, you can sing along to the songs. <laughs> okay. Okay? Right. Can I sing along to the songs after the songs? Well, no, because you can't, you've got to, if you're going to sing along, you've got to sing along with the song that's playing. Okay. Or you right, can just fine. be quiet, but you, your fader is going to be One, open for this entire break. One or the other. Thank you very much. Thank you. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Let's go to what we want. When it comes to the price of a way ticket, the Paul Ross Full Set Breakfast, Monday morning from 6 on Talk Radio. Are you sitting comfortably, children? Then I'll begin. Once upon a time, there was a full set breakfast show on Talk Radio, 6 to 10, every weekday morning. And all kinds of magical creatures used to turn up. For example, one week, it was a pixie, a lamb, and also last fellow of Egypt, Queen Cleopatra. And that week is next week with me, Paul Ross, because I'm going to be joined on the show the full set breakfast with Pixie Lot, Larry Lamb, and Amanda Barry, who played Cleopatra in Carry On Clear. You lucky people. In for me! In for me! The Paul Ross Full Set Breakfast, Monday morning from 6 on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, dear listener. Um, I don't know who's calling in. I can't see. The faders are open, as you can hear during the adverts. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, uh, uh, James, James, you're still there. Is anyone else there? I'm still here. No, right. So it's yes, James. I'm here Paul as well. Who? Hang on. Paul 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 Please listen to Paul Ross. Who was, and I don't know why they've not u- they don't use that song for the trails. Who was the other voice? It's me, Paul again. Oh, for goodness oh, sakes. Oh, my God. I've been allowed to give double bubble by Cav. I've had her permission. Right, well, um, let me finish speaking. Can you wait your turn, mate? <laughs> Come on. I'll wait my turn. Wait your turn, Paul. James yeah, is up I, first. I was on before. You can't turn up with your Paul Ross song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, Paul. And, and especially yes. when I was continuing a story that I've told about four days ago. Yes. Right, to finish, finish the story before Kath cuts you off. Okay, sorry, Kath. Right, very quickly. Um, yes, so uh, oh, I... Oh, sorry, Ian. Uh, right, so I met you at a Boom Hour X gig, and uh, I watched your gig, and it was very good. And you came on stage, and out of nerves, like I did last time, I made a bit of an off-colour joke. Uh-oh. And yet, you, you sort of sat with me for about 45 minutes, and we chatted about all of the old... Guess. So. God, you slow more than me. I, I don't really need your input, mate. At this point, I'm not being funny, mate. This story's dragging long enough. It's been four days. You got yeah. What's that breathing? You want to go and see a doctor about that? Yes, I'll have a cigarette. Smoke them if you've got them. Oh, have you? Uh-huh. Oh dear. 
anyway, Ian, you've sat with me for 45 minutes. You've been a very, very, very accommodating and very nice man. And anyone who says any different... I can't... Hello? 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 Who, is there anyone there? It's Paul again. Paul, I think the other guy's got cold. I think Kath mistakenly cut the wrong person off. Don't matter. Paul, what would you like to say? Okay. <laughs> I'm you, loving you, tonight. I am loving tonight. This is a much, this is a million times more fun than I was expecting it to be. And I was expecting it to be fun, but this is great. And I know Kath's getting off on it as well. She is hey, loving the power. What? Hey, you can't say I've boosted your ratings. Oh, yes, I, I can. <laughs> okay, right. You were talking about Gerald's Cross earlier. Oh, damn. I've let him know when where. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, right. In the park. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. It's on Jets Common, right? And then you were talking about going to an independent. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Because <laughs> that was getting a little bit stalkerish. Um, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Um, so anyway, um, we then when I got our ice cream, and then I made a point of not letting... This is the story from about 40 minutes ago. Not letting the woman see that I was annoyed. So I made sure that I continued walking around the park with my children. I wasn't going to let her ruin the experience. Um... And um, then I sat on the bench, and I uh, got some water for the dog. And uh, I really wanted to tweet what had happened. I wanted to have had a row with a really rude woman in the park. And I thought, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to back away from Twitter. So I phoned Kath up and said, Kath, you're never going to believe what's just happened. Just an argument with a really... And, and, I, and that felt much healthier and much better than um tweeting about it but here's the thing that we all like to make judgments don't we? we're all prejudiced and i noticed that she was with a real beefcake of a man who was covered in tattoos now now it, and i've said that and some of you are going oh oh and that's prejudice isn't it prejudice is um a completely irrational um mistrust or um an irrational prejudgment of someone so i realize it's a prejudice i'm also aware that prejudice is a knee-jerk reaction it's not you know it comes it doesn't come from um from logic or from thought out reason but i saw this bloke and i thought yeah yeah he looks he looks that they i've got them and then they got off in their big land rover and i thought yeah i've got you guys sussed got you i've got you sussed and i made all these judgments about them isn't that, well, no, it's not terrible. That's what we do. It's what we do. But it was an uncomfortable situation. But again, it's that thing that has been the theme of the show so far, if um, one can find a theme, that is um, choose discomfort over resentment. Uh, honestly, if you can introduce it in your life, um, and not don't do it with the big heavy stuff to start with, just do it, you know, if the, if the bus driver's rude to you, or if, if, your, if your husband, you know, says something you know doesn't if if you're one of those people that tuts every night because your husband's left his breakfast bowl out just to choose discomfort over resentment oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk oh 
344 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you can. Last hour of the show, last hour of the week. Um, I've just remembered we're interviewing um, Galt McDermott on Monday at 3 o'clock. Are you around? We did we did arrange it quite a long time ago. So is that going to cause problems? <coughs> he he wrote, he wrote Hair the Musical. That's who. That's who he is. Um, so the way we're doing the show tonight is I'm sat here, all my screens are off. I haven't even got my computer. I got my computer out at the start of the show, and thought I don't need it. So I've put it away. Uh, I've got a lava lamp and I've got a, a bendy lamp, and that's it. Screens are off. Uh, I can't see who's calling in. My two lines, the faders, are open. That's me opening them there. Um, So if you call up, you will speak to Catherine. She will take your name and number and she may well call you back and she will be in charge of who comes on and how long they stay on and when they get cut off. We nearly had there, um, in the last 20 minutes or so, we nearly had a lurker. And I'm surprised we haven't had a lurker. Someone just lurking in the background, just, um, just breathing. And, um, you know, coughing from time to time. Um, I did that thing the other day <coughs> where um, Kath was in a, a little booth uh, that is in uh, on this floor. And it's kind of, sort of down a little alleyway. And I came out of the booth first. And I knew that she would be out shortly. So I hid um, around the corner. And I sort of crouched down ready to pounce. Now, it was in plain sight of everybody who was in the... Um, could you get my jacket for me, someone, please, that's hanging out there, because I've got cough sweets on and my throat's going a bit... <coughs> Excuse me. It was in plain sight of everybody in the office. And um, I thought she'd be out in about 20 seconds. Well, five minutes later, she still hadn't come out. And I was aware that everyone had seen me in this kind of... Um, semi-crouched position that they um, were aware of exactly what I was was doing. So I couldn't... Thank you, Catherine. I couldn't walk away because they would have seen that I'd felt... So I had, to, I had to stay there. We've all done that thing, haven't we? Where we thought, oh, I know so-and-so is going to be part... Excuse me, I'm going to have a cough sweet while I'm talking to you. I, I know it's not the done thing, but... Um, Nearly choked on a crisp today. Well, I did choke on a crisp. I didn't die, but I choked on a crisp. No drinks for me, please. We're British. No drinks for me. No, no, no. Um, No, no, no. And um, we've all done that thing, haven't we, where we um, think, oh, such and such is going to be by in a minute. I will um, jump out. I'll hide here. I'll crouch down here behind this car. I'll crouch down behind this box, and they'll come out. and, um, And we've all done that thing where it's taken a bit longer than we thought and after about two or three minutes you get a real sense of self-awareness where you're acutely aware of exactly what you're doing and exactly what you're thinking and you kind of go um now nah, i'm just i'll go and forget and you get up and walk and i don't think there's anything sadder than um that moment where you make the decision to give up on your hiding and jumping out on someone and just walk into work or or go into the bedroom or whatever it is because that person hasn't come that way. And I would love, this would be my favourite show, 
um, a, com- a compilation of the ten, uh, 10 seconds of someone hiding, then realising that their their hiding is pointless, and then them just getting up and walking away. I'd, I could watch hours of that. Oh, it must be on CCTV footage in various places. It must be. Oh, 03... Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. The Mel B story is the story that just, I mean, gosh. He's got Stephen Belafonte has got, now I'm not saying for a second he's a killer. I'm not, I'm not going to say He's got killer's eyes. Do you know what I mean? In the same way that Pete Townsend's got killer's eyes. Killer's eyes. You look at him, you think, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely could. Um, and there are some people, I don't know the fella, I'm, I'm, I'm only reading the headlines of the story. I'm sure both sides of the tale uh, have um, stuff. I mean, it just sounds very murky. Uh, very sad as well, of course, when a marriage breaks down. But you look at some people and you think, oh, yeah, killer's eyes. If they, I, I see that walking down the street. You see, oh, flipping it, killer. He's got killer's eyes. You never know. Um... Grand National this weekend, of course. Um, Victoria, who does the news here, asked me if I wanted to be part of the sweepstake. And instead of going, um, is it Victoria? Instead of saying, no, nah, I think it's cruel, I went, oh, I'll think about it. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? The um, I felt too... Or, is, or it didn't even say, I just say, nah. In fact, I did, I went, first thing, she wouldn't be part of the sweepstake. I went, nah. And then as I, I, I thought, oh, maybe that sounded rude. I went, what's the, what's the prize money? I couldn't care less. And she went, I see, when do I get 45 quid? I went, oh, um, I tell you what, let me think about it. <laughs> what does that even mean? Let me think about it. It doesn't even mean anything. Stu- stupid, isn't it? You can't just say, or I feel, <coughs> that I can't just say, no, nah, I don't fancy it. Thanks for asking, but no. Not keen. 0344 499 Oh, here we go, look. We had a... Uh, Joe McGrath in the other day. There's a story about another Joe McGrath. Isn't that funny? They're like buses. This is a brilliant story. Absolutely brilliant story. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> a group of friends was left one short for a holiday when a mate dropped out. Have you seen this? This is brilliant. So they replaced him with a stranger on Facebook with the same name. And then there's a picture of this group of friends. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten people. <clears throat> with a bloke who had the same name as their mate, so he could use the ticket. Isn't that great? I love that. <clears throat> Joe McGrath was all set for the getaway to Mallorca for a 30th birthday bash, but withdrew at the last minute. With the tickets all booked in his name, <coughs> the ten men and women from Bristol, found another Joe McGrath online and sent him a friend request along with an invitation to join the Jolly. They said... They said, Hi, Joe, would you consider coming on a holiday with a group of nine strangers if they had already arranged flights for you in an all-inclusive hotel? The 26-year-old stranger who works for a radio station in Manchester. Hang on a minute, I'm starting to smell a little bit of a rat. Maybe it's just coincidence. (coughs) Jumped at the chance. He met them for the first time at Bristol's airport on Saturday before taking off on a three-day break. 
posting a picture of him, Lucy Benchova commented, here is the new Joe McGrath from Manchester coming on holiday with ten strangers. Ha ha. Doesn't know what he's let himself in for. And after getting um, back on Wednesday, Joe said, I couldn't not go. It will never happen to me again. They were so nice. I've not slept in four days. Having it large. A picture of the group's invitation to Joe attracted more than 1,500 likes. It was... Mm, I'm suspicious now. It was retweeted by Joe's friend, Coronation Street actress, Brooke Vincent. um, Who wrote, Shut up, never. You're my new claim to fame. Um... I'm suspicious of that story, but maybe that's um, just me being me being hyper cynical these days, as I, as I often am in my old age. I'm a little bit cynical. Radio presenter, hmm, friends with someone from Coronation Street. Hmm. The, these things can still happen to um, to people in in that industry, but uh, maybe maybe there's something in it. I don't know. Um, I tell you what's weird. Now what? I keep doing this. I keep writing down the wrong page number. Hang on a minute. There's a story about how um, hot tubs are on the rise. Where is the hot tub story? I've written it's in the sun, which is still doing there. I mean, we only want to blow the bloody sing yours off. That doesn't even make sense. If Michael Caine. Brexit thing doesn't make sense. Um, oh, here we go. There are two stories. This was it. There are two stories about hot tubs today. Hot tubs. Now, if you've got a hot tub, you're a sexual deviant. I believe James Whale has got a hot tub. Point proven. You've got a hot tub. You've got to have a really good filter on it. Back to secretions because. Um, I, I, well, I, uh, why these people? Hey, why don't you come over and have a hot tub? What? Why would I do that? I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything worse than getting into a hot tub with people because you'd be, be like, uh, there'd just be a strange tension in the air. So I'm not keen. But, 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 two hot tub stories. The story in the mirror is they were once a luxury purchase enjoyed only by the rich, the famous and the sexually depraved. But now you can snap up a hot tub for less than 300 quid. Cass thinking, hmm, maybe. Because you, you quite like it, out fresco, don't you? Bargain hunters snapped up a bu- budget version tub sold out online in three hours, sparking a price war. Bargain hunters snapped up the £299 bath <clears throat> after Aldi slashed the price from 399 <clears throat> Online stocks, oh, here we go, of the inflatable tub. So it's a paddling pool, basically. Had sold by 3am yesterday. It goes on sale in stores on Sunday. Prices for standard, standard wooden-sized hot tubs start at around £3,000. Flipping heck. Three grand. But luxury versions can cost up to ten grand. 
344 is the phone number. You know you can call in about anything and chip in with whatever you want. But if you've got a hot tub, tell me why. Why? What? I, I, I mean, why not just... Why not just have a bath? I don't. I don't. I, I don't get the basic premise of a hot tub. Aldi's knockdown offer saw retailers scramble to cut prices. Argos cut the Palm Springs Airjet Lazy Spa by fifty quid to five hundred. Tesco reduced the Lazy Spa Vegas. Aldi is expecting a rush when the Intex Spa Pool arrives in stores on Sunday, with shoppers expected to start queuing before branches open at 10am. The tub seats four adults, has 120 air jets and takes 795 litres of water. It costs a pound a day to run. Aldi said it would not put a limit on the number of tubs each customer can buy, but refuse to reveal how many of the items it will put on sale. Um, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. I don't get <clears throat> why people would want a hot tub. And then you go to the second hot tub story, cross-referencing, in the sun. And here we get to the nub of it. A granddad has complained to his MP about noisy neighbours having sex in their hot tub. He said there have been parties, loud music and lewd behaviour ever since the two women moved in next door two years ago. The man, who did not want to be named, said the unidentified pair once had sex with each other in the tub in the middle of the day. He said, My granddaughter asked me what they were doing! 0344-499-1000 We'll investigate this story further after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hey, we're going to New York soon. June the 12th, doing a week of shows from New York City. We've got some brilliant interviews lined up with people, including some podcasts. If you listen to a podcast that is very New York-centric, do let me know, because I'll have a listen if I like it. Um, I'll get in touch with them and um, see if they're up for being on the show. There's one that I found that a couple of people recommended, but I'd, I'd kind of already found it. And then a couple of people said, oh, you should check out the Bowery Boys. Checked them out. Uh, and they're going to be on the show. We've spoken to them and uh, they are well up for doing something with us. So if you know any podcasters that are based in uh, New York City um, that you think the, my listeners might be interested in, send me an email, ian at ianlee.com. And um, if you if you live, this is a long shot, right? <clears throat> but I do have some listeners that live in New York City, right? If you live in New York, um, could we come and do the show from your apartment one day? Could we do that? Would that be okay? All you need is good internet that we can plug into. Um, we want to do the show It'll be between five and eight on one of those days that week, Monday, June the uh, the twelfth from that week. Um, we. Uh, we want to do the show from a different location each day. We've already got one studio that we're going to use from the excellent WFMU, which is just one of the greatest radio stations of all time. We're using them one day. Um, I want to find a coffee shop that we can kind of set up in the corner one day and do a show from maybe a bar, maybe a comedy venue. But yeah, if, if you or a friend of yours lives in New York and has good internet that we can plug into, 
I'd love to do the show from there one day and say, well, we're, we're at Steve's house. Steve's getting a lot of uh, mentions today on the show. Oh, we're at Steve's house, and you, know, you can you can you can bring friends round. You can bring an audience round if you want. You know, if you want people to be there, you can do that. That'd be fantastic. Anything you can think of, and loads of you have suggested potential guests. And I'm going to be um, using the Americanism. I'm going to be reaching out to them um, soon. Probably next week I'm going to start emailing some more people. But um, uh, any thoughts you've got, ian at ianlee.com. Did I just hear someone then? I followed. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> How are you? I'm good. I've got, I've got a terrible frog in my throat, so I apologise. But I'm good. Who's this? Yeah, you've got a fog in your ear. Yeah, it's foggy. I, um... Oh, I see what you did there. That was quick. Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, a little bit. I, yeah, basically, you were having a go at people who have hot tubs, and I yes. thought, I've got a hot tub, I'll phone up and I'll defend myself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are, you a, are you a pervert? No, I'm not. That's the thing. I, I do a bit of jogging, and well. I get in my hot tub after that, and I experience a level of bliss <laughs> that... <laughs> There's nothing sexual about it. It's, it's very, Why very can't nice. you just have a shower or a bath if you want to soak it's your not legs? The same. Sorry, if you want to soak your legs, have a bath. No, it's like you haven't. You've got hydrotherapy jets and things. Hydrotherapy. You haven't got. It's not hydrotherapy. It's just blowing air out. It's not. It, it, I, I would quite happily invite you over to Cambridgeshire to oh, have a go. You, I don't think go. you've ever been in one. Have you? Here we go. Here it's we go. Now it's starting. Now it's... Have, is yours outside? Yes, it is. It's in the garden. Don't you think that's weird? Uh, do, do you not mind your neighbours being able to see you doing it? My neighbours are quite a long way away. They're oh. about a quarter of a mile. I live out in the sticks. Oh, so. beyond. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's OK. How much did it cost? It, Was it one of your one of the 10 grand ones or one of the 300 quid ones? It was in between. It, it was quite a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I've got the odd luxury. No, I suppose you do. And I, I have been in a hot tub in the swimming pool. When we go to the pool, my boys love, can we go and sit in the hot tub? And, and uh, you know, generally there's a load of people in there, so I say no. But if it's empty, we'll go and sit in the hot tub for a bit. But it, I, 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 don't, I don't feel the um, amazing therapeutic effects that you... <laughs> You are claiming it. It's a little, it feels a little bit snake oil to me. I mean, it's nice. I mean, I, I won't, you know, it, it's a pleasurable experience. Yeah, I, 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 think, I don't know. I think I just genuinely think after I've had, I don't know, a run, and I'm quite yeah. new to running. Oh. I haven't been running for long. Yeah. Um, it, it just it is, it, it's beautiful. It really is nice. But I never, ever thought I'd become the sort of person who would have a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Or a caravan. Somewhere along the way, I've become somebody who I never thought I'd be. Have you... Uh, uh, and I do want an honest answer to this question. Have you had intercourse in there? Uh, my wife is a bit worried about contamination. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good! And she should be! Yeah, absolutely. So, hang on, you've, so... you've raised the subject. And she's yeah. gone, Foggy, don't be so stupid. No, I'm not. we're not having it off in there. We end up indoors, yeah. Good, good. This is I'm I'm very <laughs> I'm very traditional. That I, I believe intercourse should be conducted in the bedroom. I think so, yeah. And even though not necessarily know, in the bed, but in the bedroom. Yeah. Is people oh, would say, oh, yeah. oh, over the ki- take me over the kitchen table? No, there's a there's a, a breeding ground for germs. You can't Absolutely, do that. Yeah. You'll prepare food on that. No, thank you. No, 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 no. We're going upstairs. <laughs> Uh, or, or, or um, um, while we're upstairs, can I have a little twenty-minute nap, and then you know we'll see where it goes from there. 
That's right, yeah. I think that's pretty much how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Has Kath not come me off yet? No, no. no she's <laughs> I'm giving away far more than I wanted to. I know, that's why she's keeping you on, Foggy. I know, I know. That's why it's, that's why it's, uh, she's keeping you on. But listen, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you very much for the call. I Cheers. appreciate Bye. that. Cheers, my dears. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You see, you mention stuff and people go, hang on a minute, he's being rude about me. I shall phone up and defend myself. I love the fact, though, that does mean they've had the conversation. Do you uh, fancy? No, Foggy, not in the flipping um, uh, hot tub jacuzzi. No, it's not happening at all. Listen, there's 30 minutes of the show left tonight. Um, a, a, a thrusting first hour, um, a sabre-rattling second hour. Um, and as it often does on a on a Friday, kind of slowing down ever so slightly in the last hour, which is absolutely fine. I've got loads of stuff to sit here and talk about. If you want to call in, though, um, do you know the rules? Like we kind of get a changeover of listeners at midnight. I'll remind you of the rules. You can call in about anything. I'm going to sit here and go through some of these stories um, that I've found in the newspapers. Um, and cast my eye over them. And you can call in about those stories, or you can call in about stuff that we have been talking about already. Or, 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 you can call in about anything you want. You can call in and make silly noises. You can call in and uh, tell me about the day you've had. Tell me what's, what you are uh, expecting this weekend. Anything like that. It's not a phone-in show where I heavy-handedly give you um, topics that we have to talk about. You know, we're not doing... Um, t- tonight it's a black cab special. I'm not doing anything like that. You know, it's a show where I, I sit here and I chat and um, you phone in and you chat if you want to. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, And we're playing it a little bit differently this evening. And it has been an expe- experiment that um, uh, I think has worked so far. I've certainly enjoyed it. It's, it's kept me on my toes. We were all very tense when... Um, James's uh, micro- line was open during the adverts. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If he'd have said something, we'd have been in trouble. Very t- I haven't felt tense during a show for ages. For absolutely ages. Um, let me explain for 30 seconds what's happening. Then we'll take a break, and then we'll see if anybody wants to come out and play. Um, normally, I have a bank of screens in front of me. I have my laptop out. All of these things. Haven't got anything. The screens are turned off. The laptop is packed away. Um, and it's a delight. There is no Twitter. There is no Periscope, there are no texts, there are no emails um, today. Uh, and I don't even know who's phoning in. The computer system phone box that tells me who's calling in and I can pick and choose as to who goes on and who goes on with whom. I haven't got it. I've, I've got that computer turned off. I've got the faders open for those two lines. Um, but Catherine is deciding who goes on, when they go on, who they go on with and when they get cut off. And as always, Catherine's timing is awful. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Um, before we went to the break, I think I heard a little buzz. Is there somebody there? There are Jews in the world, there are Buddhists. There are Hindus and Mormons, and then there are those that follow Mohammed. I've never been one of them. I'm a Roman Catholic. 
And I have been since before I was born. And the one thing they say about Catholics is they'll take you as soon as you want. You don't have to be a six-footer. You don't have to have a great brain. You don't have to have any clothes on your a Catholic the moment that came because every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is preached. If a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is. Hello. 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 Up your bum hole. Thank you. Okay. Queue jumpers and bad drivers have topped the list of what makes Britons the most angry. The most angry! 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. If you can hear my voice when you're on the phone, the odds are you're probably on air. Jump in and say something. They do these surveys from time to time, don't they? Research, they call it, where... Um, I tell you what, my elbow's really hurting me at the moment. I don't know why. I noticed this earlier this week. I put my elbow down on the desk here and I got shooting pain. Shooting pain. And it was only when I put it on the desk, I thought I won't put it on the desk. And then I've noticed today, just doing nothing, driving, and I get a shooting pain in my elbow. Is that tennis elbow? I don't play tennis and it's on my left arm, so I don't do anything with the left. Is that tennis elbow? Like, really painful. I mean, absolute. There it is. Ow. Anyway, um, <clears throat> queue jumpers and bad drivers have topped the list of what makes Britons the most angry. And then they've got to illustrate this. You know when they talk about um, depression in the newspaper, they get a stock photo and it'll be a man and a woman, man or a woman, holding the, either holding their head and screaming ah, or sat on the floor with their back against the wall and their knees hunched up and their head in their hands. It's what those, those are, those are, that's mental illness in a picture. To illustrate stress, this is quite a complicated one. It's two rows of uh, aeroplane seats and in the front row, it's a man with his hand to his forehead as though he's got, he's in an advert for um, aspirin. And the woman has got her hands on her temples. And behind it, there is a child screaming and a mum going, shh. Stress. <clears throat> Research found people become furious about 20 times a month. <laughs> that is the most, that's a pretty meaningless statistic, isn't it? With causes that vary from rude shop staff to smokers. Kim Kardashian. We also vent our rage at modern problems such as poor Wi-Fi, poor Wi-Fi, spam emails, and Facebook posts by friends which portray a perfect lifestyle. Imagine. But Britons are still wound up by the more traditional irritants such as traffic wardens. I never get angry with traffic wardens. I don't get it. They're doing their job. And we met a lovely traffic warden yesterday. A lovely one, actually. Because I was driving into London with the boys to bring them to work. And um, they said, Daddy, I think we're going to be sick. And it was in the middle of London, 
Westish London, and I pulled over and I parked in a resident-only bay. And I said, what we'll do is we'll get out, we'll stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, we'll have some water, and, and we'll just focus. And so we got out, and they kind of got their breath and got their heads back together, and a traffic warden came, and she went, you're not allowed to park there. I said, I know, I'm really sorry. <clears throat> we're going to go in two minutes. My boys just thought they were going to be sick. I'm just getting them some fresh air and water. She went, oh, okay then. And she walked off around the corner. She wasn't loitering. She walked off around the corner, because I've had some where they go, no, you've got to move. And if they're blessed, they hello, say... Hello, hello, hello. Hello, yes. I have experienced hot apple pie, hot custard, and cold ice cream. And what did you think of God's dessert? Oh, it was a bit sexy, wasn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> First time I accidentally had, like, praline ice cream. Wasn't, wasn't quite the vibe. No, you got, it's got to be vanilla. It's got to be vanilla yeah. ice cream. Second time... Maybe a chocolate ice cream you could get away with chocolate, but uh, but I, I must I, I I prefer vanilla, and also the colour of the, the the white ice cream with the yellow custard and the sort of brown apple pie. It's yeah, beautiful. That's how I, I envisioned the meltage. Mm. You know, I envisioned it like that. And, well, it's, yeah. what's, what, well, I wonder if you found this caller, and I'm I'm so glad that someone because everyone laughs at me for this. The meltage isn't as as was the custard warm. Yeah. The meltage isn't as, as quick as you would expect it to be, but also it's bloody delicious. Where that where that ice where the custard um um warms the ice cream and the ice cream cools the custard, that bit is just unbelievably delicious, isn't it? It's almost like if you imagine a planet with, you know, an ice cap melting, it's kind of like this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, just gentle yeah on the top. Oh, and where, where did you do this was this was this in a cafe was this at home no this is the, the home little experiment yeah it's good and did you do it because of me <laughs> yes indeed. hey that makes me feel really proud if if when this show ends and it will end one day uh, and and people will say william what what was your your proudest achievement it'll be me saying <laughs> Uh, an anonymous caller phoned up to tell me they'd had hot apple pie, hot custard, and cold ice cream, and they enjoyed it. That ma- that means that, that my work here is done. Well, when my show ends, I shall say the same. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Ta-ta. Good night. God bless. Bye. Good night. Good night. God bless. I'm here all week. Um, is there someone else there? Yeah, hey Ian, how are you doing? I'm good. You could you could have chipped in with the ice cream thing there, or maybe maybe we were disgusting you too much. I was actually eating something, so oh. I didn't want to talk with my mouth full. What What are you eating? Yeah. Hey, did you? Um, it's an Argentinian chocolate called Alpha Hure. Wowzers! I don't know what that means, but it sounds darn good. I'm off chocolate at the moment. I've not had chocolate. It's for about three weeks. I say I've not had it. I've had a, I've had a couple of little bits when I got. I was getting a really bad migraine, and I find if I have chocolate and a coffee, that can sometimes strangely can st- stop it. So I had some chocolate the other day, but um, I, that's I bet that's the posh stuff, is it? But it, it, this is the posh stuff. It's absolutely delicious, and you're missing out. Oh. Well, they say that if you get the posh chocolate, where it's like seventy percent cocoa. You don't put on much weight with it because the the cho- like the chocolate you buy in the soup in the, the the news agents that I mean that is a lot of that is sugar but the 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 posh stuff it's primarily cocoa so it's better for you and it's not as fattening. No, hey. Anyway, I heard you were talking about trying to lose weight the other day. Yes, I am trying to lose you weight. Should, you just walk your dog. Like I walk my dog. 
we walk, uh, you know, like about 10, 12 kilometers a day. That's how I keep trim and in shape. Um, yeah, do you know what? And I've been so busy, I've not been able to walk the dog recently. But I am tomorrow. We're not doing. We're going to see a play tomorrow evening in Kingston or something. I think so. Um, uh, tomorrow morning, yes, I shall. It'll be a lovely day. I shall. I've got my iPod loaded up with some good podcasts, and I will take the dog for a power walk around um, uh, uh, around the field near us, and that'll be good. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have, Ian? I've got a Westie, a little Westie, a tiny little thing, and she Aww. is um, a delight. I'll, I'll bring her in next week, because I think everyone's going away for a few days. So I will I will bring her in, and we'll have Periscope on. So if people want to see my dog, then uh, I don't know why people would want to, but they can see my dog, and I think it brings a certain I don't know, some people to want show. to. Some people do, some people do. I, mean, she's, I she's, bring my dog to work. Oh, really? What dog you got? I got, uh, my dog is called Chili. She's, uh, like a mutt. Labrador is the main breed. Right. I don't really know. I think she's, uh, got a bit of collie in her as, as well. But, uh, she comes to work every day. We're sitting here right now. Uh, that's, that's quite a big dog. Isn't finishing it? soon, just like you. That's quite a big dog. Uh, yeah, she is. She's, she's like 25 kilograms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And where, where, where are you, where, where are you working so that it's, it's cool for you to bring a dog in? I work in, well, I work for uh, a company that called Tours by Locals. I do programming for their website. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. So she just comes to the office. I, I just have really cool bosses. There's always really a weird cool excitement in an office when someone brings a dog in. It Suddenly the office changes and becomes a much more relaxed place. And I wonder if it's because there's a sense of... Um, of danger with the dogs. We, we've got people working in an office. Um, everyone knows the rules. Everyone does what they have to do, and they focus on their. But you, suddenly, you bring an animal in, and even if it's a well-trained animal, there is that little bit of tension that the animal, well, it wanders off, and it goes and says hello to people, and it doesn't like some people, and it likes other people, and people come and make a fuss <laughs> of it, and it changes the atmosphere, doesn't it? It does actually. Funny, my dog Chili. She, if 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 you don't work here in the office, she kind of knows who works here and who doesn't. So if someone comes in who doesn't work here, they get a bit of a greeting, not yeah. a great greeting either. Wow, yeah, that that that'll yeah. do it. That'll do. It. And I noticed the same thing when I brought my boys in yesterday. That um, and I don't. It, it was weird anyway. Coming in, I came in at half past twelve. I'm never in at half past twelve. You know, I I don't know. I don't know the people that work here or in talk sport that are in at half past 12 because I, I have nothing to do with them and i walked in and and, and suddenly the, the the vibe of having two young boys there again was a bit weird and what was interesting is some people are really really good with kids and some people mm-hmm. who i expected to be good with kids weren't that good with kids i tell you who was brilliant with the boys yesterday was ash from uh, the james whale show ash was absolutely you- hilarious with them that I could imagine. Yeah, he was that great. That I could imagine. And, the, and here's the thing. James Whale came in, and he wasn't as good with them as I expected him to be. Uh, he came in and, I mean, not that he was rude, but he came in, he went, good evening, lads. What are you doing here? And I said, all right, James, these are my boys. This is such and such, and this is such and such. And he went, oh, nice to meet you. And then he walked off. And I'd, he had in my head 
this, um, you know, this idea that James would be one of those those people that would be, right, right, boys, you know, would, would have built up a bit of rapport with them. And he chose not to. And that's fine. And maybe it was because he was busy. Maybe he wasn't in the mood. I don't know. You know, it's fine. Not, not a judgment at all. I like James a lot. I've got a lot of time for him. Don't ever tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that I think he's a really <laughs> nice bloke. But Ash was just sat there going, all right, lads, I've seen you on the bridge begging, haven't I? And they went, no. Because, yeah, yeah, I gave you a fiver last week. You, you, I saw you begging. And it, they were in hysterics with him. Oh, it's yeah. a funny old world. Well, actually, James James had his grandkids on the show um, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, he did. A few weeks ago. Yeah. He had, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, James had kids. He um, must be all right. Very young. Uh, I think he was like 17, wasn't he, when he had his first kid or something? Yeah. I'm sure he's all right. I've got, so much, I've got so much time for James Whale. And I know some people find him prickly and some people find him obnoxious. Uh, and I know that. But um, he, he, he's he's been... A gentleman to me through the through uh, the years, and I'm a big fan of his. He's, he's, a, he's a good uh, listen. Actually, and that was actually why I was kind of calling a little bit was just because earlier today when I was listening to your show, you were asking how you had new callers. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and new people lis- listening yeah. to your show. So that's how that's how I found you myself. Was I'm you know I grew up years ago um, listening to James and Ash on the radio. Yeah, uh, like when I was thirteen, fourteen, and I used to listen to talk radio, and I used to listen to Ian Collins. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, the Creatures of the Night. And James, I yeah, Creatures of the Night, and James, I kind of followed all around because I left England. Uh, God, what was it? Thirteen years ago now, I think on thirteen, something like that. Thirteen years. So I kind of been following James around, and that, and that's how I got onto your show. Uh, in November because I started listening to James on talk radio and then I started hearing you and I figure and I I have heard this a few times on the show I I assumed at the time you were the Ian Lee that done the 11 o'clock show that's the yes I'm I'm that I'm that idiot and then my brother confirmed it no no and then you confirmed it and my brother also confirmed it to me so that's how I got onto your show and I just want to say I think your show is also absolutely brilliant well listen you are very very kind I'm going to move on because we're going to go to an ad break and I can't take flattery but thank you very much I appreciate that man thank you very much did you find somewhere in, uh, in on Airbnb for New York yet? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I, I'm, I'm waiting for one guy to get back. But I, also, I've, I've emailed the New York Tourist Board. I've tapped them up to see if they can um, get us somewhere free. Anyway, we'll see. That's but uh, the New York is happening, and, and, and we're getting some really good guests lined up. So we shall see how that goes. And he's gone. Um, uh, what was I reminded to say just then before we go to the ad break? I was reminded to say something. We were talking about James. Oh, oh, stay tuned. Radio Geeks. You're talking about the old days of uh, talk radio. Stay, just in the next couple of weeks, I've got, I've got a pretty special show planned for you. I'm not saying any more than that, but Radio Geeks and fans of talk radio through the years, stay tuned, guys. Watch this space. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. All right, we've got just under seven minutes if you want to call up. 0344 499 1000. Last seven minutes of the week. Is there anybody there? No, there's no one there. Right, okay, if you want to call up, uh, now is the time to do it. You speak to Cass, she'll call you straight back and put you on the air, and you can chip in and you can do nonsense, you can say something serious. Whatever. Um, I'm going to go through this list of things that stress us, man. Um, 
The Britons will have four rows a month, mainly with their partners. Is that all? Um, um, there we go. So it's 30, the 30 top things that make us furious. <clears throat> and number 30, filling out forms. Are you furious, really? Number 29, the British summer. That's, uh, we all know the British summer is going to be a little bit disappointing, don't we? Why, why would that make you furious? Make them disappointed, but. Traffic wardens, I don't get that with traffic wardens. Like I say, I met a lovely one yesterday who let us stay there for a couple of minutes because my boys weren't feeling very well. Um, and if you get a ticket, well, you probably, unless you've got a bent one, you probably um, sh- shouldn't have been parking there. So I never have a problem with traffic wardens. People reading over your shoulder. Um, well, I was playing Zelda on the Switch today and Kath was looking over my shoulder and I found that... Um, it didn't make me furious. I, just, I found it rude. Um, but then, it, you know, I've come to expect nothing more or less from her. You know, but reading over the shoulder. Why do we have such a thing with that? 26 um, out of the top 30 things that makes us furious. Kim Kardashian. <clears throat> I don't really... Uh, Kim Kardashian what, doesn't even figure in my head. <clears throat> it doesn't figure in my head. 25, running out of loo roll. That's bad. That's bad um, bum management, that is. that's If you run out of loo roll, that's your own problem. That is bad bum management. You need to keep on top of that. And I have no pity, no pity whatsoever for anybody that runs out of loo roll. No pity whatsoever. Serves you right. Unless someone, unless the, 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 the boys have on occasion... Just used it all up playing silly beggars. And uh, I'm sure there was one there in the morning. And then you go there in the afternoon. And Anyway. Uh, online adverts. Paying tax. It doesn't, it doesn't make me furious. Who's compiled this? Because um, quite often you'll see the person who... The, the, the company that have compiled the list. The, the list will be skewed in their favour. Kitchen gadget firm kitchen gadget firm called red ring what do they make oh catherine oh catherine for god's sakes woman grow up red ring red ring red ring red ring red ring she's cackling away there as though woody allen's just come in and done 20 minutes red ring means like a hob i suppose not you're outrageous you're so childish Number 22, no mobile phone signal. Number 21, delays at airports. I always assume when you're going to the airport, I always get there two hours before the flight. Well, at least two hours before. I've been there three hours before the flight sometimes. I live near an airport and I'm always, I always forget actually how close I lived. About 15 minute drive away from an airport. I always forget. Um, But I always assume the planes are probably going to be late by a couple of hours. So I've got, I've got books. I've got books. I go into Smith's. I buy Q and Mojo, record collector. I'll, 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 I've got, I'm, I'm sorted in an airport. Um, people who portray a perfect life on social media. People who try to talk to you when you're on the phone. 
spam emails. Well, no, I've got a spam filter, so I don't... Not being able to get on Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. The spinning wheel on your computer when it's loading. Sitting in chewing gum. Isn't it weird? It's a real mix of the, the, the modern and the old. The spinning wheel on your computer, followed by sitting in chewing gum. I mean, two uh, two complaints from about 150 years apart. People who can't pro- part properly, yes, yes. Now, suddenly, we're getting into it. Suddenly, we're getting into it. Smokers, nah. People in cars who don't say thank you when you let them out of the junction. People who hog the middle lane of, lane of the motorway. Number nine, traffic jams. What annoys you, caller? Well, you know, I've got IBS here. Um, that's why I've had a Chinese, oh, spicy Chinese, lovely spicy Chinese, talk about a red ring. Number eight, people talking on the phone too loudly, like that caller. Just in case you didn't get the the, the red ring thing that was making Catherine laugh, uh, uh, like a child, that caller has, has really hammered the point home. You know, ram that red ring down your throat. Some people. Screaming children in a public place. Number seven, people who eat with their mouth open. People. Uh, this is number five. This is it. This is it. People who cough but don't cover their mouths. Yeah. Number four, rude shop assistants. Number three, sales calls at home. Number two, bad drivers. All of the driving ones, the implication is that it's a bad driver. And the number one thing that makes us furious is radio hosts who make up the last thing in the top 30 of things that make us furious guys that gets me uh thank you emma thank you very much catherine thank you callers back on monday at 10 o'clock don't forget you can go and download the podcasts uh, there's plenty out there uh we will be back on monday at 10 until then ta-ta talk radio join the talk nation pick up your phone and talk radio we'll get you talking